sucks for her because she's a she loves beer. You know who had this, this week? Master Chief had one. Oh, he did? Yeah. In episode 8. He lost his virginity. He had, he had sex for the first time in the canon. What? How old is he supposed to be? I don't know, like over a hundred? I don't know. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time to wait. The, um, Evan, uh, is she on antibiotics? Well, too bad. Uh, We're not going to, well, find out later, because welcome to Pixel so. Pines. <laughs> <laughs> we, so we, we are the only global gaming podcast that covers two great things, which is great beer and video games. McWomble's off because this is a special type of episode where no McWomble's allowed because he didn't bother finishing the game, and that's his fault, not ours. So, sorry. Bother finishing the game. If it's not in Game Pass, you won't play it. Doesn't matter yeah, what. Oh, that's true. That's true. I'm play, sorry. He, he doesn't own a PlayStation Five, and I'm, also, I currently don't want to be on a podcast with him until he uh, until he formally apologizes online. <laughs> well, let yeah, me let no, me let me no, go through. loser doesn't me, have a PlayStation Five. Uh, thanks exactly. to thanks to Evan, we have a very long list of very nice things to say about Game Pass. Uh, oh shoot, where's the list? I'm trying to pull up the list and try and distract at the same time. I think I missed my opportunity. Uh, damn it. Oh, well. Because we had like, what was it? Game, no pass, game. Oh, do you remember any of them, Evan? Oh, I, oh, you mean on the oh, yeah. Yeah, game fail, lame, lame pass. Lame pass. Lame pass. There we <laughs> go. That was a good one. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> if it's not on lame pass, he's lame not pass. playing it, which I call it lame pass too, because I'm running into a freaking issue with the PC version, which the app doesn't freaking work i have to keep un uninstalling it and reinstalling it and then i lost my save file once and i was like so upset but anyway just to play this guardians of the galaxy which i'm not enjoying but i will keep trying to play it because maybe it'll get better but we'll see anyway welcome delayed to pixel pass. delayed pass delayed that's a good that's pass. a good one the the pass that promises no, you things but never delivers oh it's a great one yeah. it's a great one yeah it's like a George R. R. Martin for games. They're coming. I hey, swear yeah. they're coming. <laughs> Anyways. Smart smart delivery, more like no delivery. Oh. <laughs> All right. So enough hating on the Game Pass. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome to Pixel Pines, the only global game podcast that covers two great things, which is great beer and video games. I'm your host, Mitch, and I am joined by some great guests today, and we are covering horizon forbidden west because we all finished the game like good people and we're going to cover everything about it so um in the beginning i promise we're not going to do spoilers we're just going to give our thoughts in the beginning so if you are interested in what our thoughts are about the game you can stay for the beginning and then if you don't want to get spoiled go away come back and listen later you can find us on live each and every weekend at twitch.tv slash pixel pints or you can find our stuff archived yes children archived Look it up if you don't know what that word means, children. Anyway, archived on YouTube and then also archived on any podcasting podcasting service you have. So that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any of that kind of stuff. It's all there for you. I'm always going to say you're going to be more entertained if you see us visually because there's funny gags. We are just we're just a fun group of people. But anyway, if you want to know when we go live, 
uh, every single weekend. You can find us on Twitter at pixel underscore pints and on Instagram at pixel pints pod. Again, I'm hosting today and I am here in Los Angeles. It is after midnight, which is perfect, which means I get to drink, but we'll talk, we'll get to that in a minute. But anyway, uh, I am joined by some great guests today. Uh, we got someone who has not been on here in a while. We missed this person very much. He's done our graphics for us too, which has been awesome. It is Rafa. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here again. Oh yeah. We're, we're How are you? I'm t- <laughs> Already asking the host? Wow. You have not been here in a while. Uh, I'm doing yeah. good. Thank you for asking. I'm doing great. We got uh, Dan from a similar side across the pond. Hey. How's everyone? Everyone's doing good. Wow. These are very quick intros, but I think we just have so much to talk about <laughs> that I think everyone's just like, let's just get the intros out of the way, which I'm cool with. <laughs> All right, uh, Evan, all the way in Japan with a new setup because he can't. It's not an episode with Evan without having something changing in this setup three weeks in a row. Yeah, from uh, from my room to the kitchen to the living room. Not sure how long I'm going to be on this episode because uh, Her Majesty is recovering from a surgery, but uh, hopefully I, I can stand for the entire thing. I'm doing I'm doing well. And, and we wish her a very nice good sleep for her good health while at the same time lets you stay on the podcast as long as possible. But anyway, yeah. we talk about two great things, good beer and video games. So let's talk about the first thing that is on our list, which is great beer. Now, for this special episode, fellas, I got a couple options. And you can pick, or help me pick at least. So... I got, well, I showed this one time and we didn't, I just didn't drink it on the show. Oh, I forgot a cup. I'll have to grab that in a minute. Uh, I got the Lucky Cat that I didn't do yet. Oh, yeah. From, what kind of beer is it? That one's a Japanese, uh, the Kazakura. Okay. Uh, this one I found, this one I got at um, a place where I go every single weekday. Uh, this one is uh, Buttercream Chardonnay. I've never heard of it, so I was like, it sounded fascinating. And then I there are um, there are some yeast strains that do give off like uh, wine mm-hmm. notes, like a set, like a sesame kind of has a, a winey taste to it. So maybe that's what that is. I'm not sure. And then this one is a, st- a stone. Uh, oh, Jesus, this is a uh, Beneviza. Uh, lime salt and lime a lager and it looks mm-hmm. like that that's a cool cat yeah uh it may, it may have been i may or may not have gotten it for for cinco de mayo but anyway uh, those are my three options fellas which one should i go for got the lager got the buttercream chardonnay and then this one is a white ale which is the lucky cat i'm really curious what the buttercream chardonnay tastes like i'm trying to i think it's gonna be horrendous but you could probably start with that so we can laugh at you when you pull off a funny face well Well, i uh... i I don't want to sound pessimistic about it but i do think the same (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) while i do that i gotta grab a cup because i completely forgot so evan i assume you have some kind of beverage you always do yeah um 
And by the way, we never record in my mornings. It's not like no matter what time it is, I always have a beer on hand. Uh, so um, recently, I think we mentioned this in the past, uh, the last podcast. I recently went to Onomichi Hiroshima and I picked up an Onomichi beer from, I guess it's just called, the company is called Onomichi Beer. So this is their... Uh, apparently, their famous IPA is what it said, and I didn't notice right away. But because, as Rafa knows, Onimichi is famous for stray cats; they're everywhere. I, I thought that was just a thing they put in the game as like a as a mini game because half the mini game is in Kamurocho uh, Kamuro as well. But no, they're 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 everywhere. So if you see the logo, is a bunch of hops with the leaves and a cat. I don't know hmm. if you can. How cute. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. So this is an IPA. It's uh, it's made with uh, English uh, barley, uh, hops, and um, Onomichi oranges, which is why Onomichi Okun, the cheap-looking mascot from Yakuza Six, is an orange head because it's the Hasaku orange. I think is grown in the in the area. So uh, it pours quite um it's kind of a muddy look to it it actually doesn't look that good and it doesn't show that good on camera as well it's a dark amber uh slightly hazy decent carbonation uh the carbonation has gone down a bit but the aroma is it it is sweet and it has that orange uh sweetness to it but it's not overpowering it doesn't feel like they squeezed an orange into it it's just got like a hint in the aroma which is probably how fruit should be balanced in in most beers um my mouth is getting all watery anyway, right now all i have is yeah, a bottle so i found it's it's actually <laughs> it is legit wine so it is, is a legit chardonnay it's not any kind of beer so like i it didn't pour like oh, a wow. beer but I'll wow. just, so I'll, it's wine. So the butter, butterscotch wine, butterscotch wine in a can. It's buttercream wine in a Chardonnay in a can. Okay. So All right. Yeah, well, I, I hope I it will be some some sort of beer. It's, it's from California. It, how long has it been there mm. for? Because depending on its age, you might end up getting metallic notes because the metal on the inside of the can can kind of persist into into the wine because well, it's of the labeled, Well, it's labeled twenty nineteen. Ooh, okay, interesting. Let me know if you hit. Have you had any metallic notes? It means that your the metals leached into the the alcohol. I I can't find it. Uh, I can't find it anywhere in UK to order. It's yeah. It's I'm, almost non-existent. I'm I'm tossing mm. it. I just wanted to yeah. try it just to try it. It's not because there's metal, but it's just it just doesn't. It's not a beer, and it doesn't taste great. So, which one <laughs> do you want me to go? Lucky Cat White Ale, or do you want me to go with the lager? Uh, let's make it a cat episode. Lucky Cat. Okay. Go the lucky sure. cat way, and then because you Two can finish our lager, you yeah, can go uh, from the ale to the lager better than the other way around. I just need like an, ten more seconds. Nichi themed episode. So, I didn't think when you said Chardonnay, I was like, I've never heard of a Chardonnay beer. That's quite funny that it was just a wine. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like I know Chardonnay wine, but not beer. So let's see how that tastes. But it's just yeah. wine. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> um, in t in terms of the the taste of this beer. It it does, you know how like um the rinds of citrus fruit are slightly bitter, but yeah, you still yeah. get a bit of the citrus in it. It has a bit of that in it, but.
but it goes yeah. really, really well with the bitterness of the hops. And again, like I say it all the time, any good IPA, the longer you drink it, the more that bitterness should build on your tongue and stay there. Yeah. And it's not overpowering, but this is a really, really good beer. I had another beer at the brewery in Onomichi, which was okay, but this definitely, this, this IPA is yeah. solid. And I do appreciate that they took something from Onomichi, the Hasaku Orange, and put it in there and actually made it work instead of having it be some sort of gimmicky thing. They're like, oh yeah, it's just an orange squeezed in a you know in a glass or something, which wouldn't yeah. really work with an IPA. But yeah, this is um, this is a really good beer. I really like uh, it. What did you say it's called? Um, it's just called the Onomichi IPA. Oh, and it's a six percent. Uh. ABV and 330 mil bottle. Interesting. That's not looking what I thought it would look like. That just looks like a lager. But oh well, never mind. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't really look, look like a white it, ale. It doesn't look like a white ale at all. It says <laughs> white, ale. white ale. Oh, by, by the way, um, Kiza, Kizakura Brewery, mm -hmm. which makes that beer, is located in Fushimi. Kyoto. It's the southernmost ward of Kyoto. They're originally a sake oh. brewery. The sake brewery is across the street from the nice. main brewery. So they have their roots in sake and they decided to, they kind of know how to make sake. They easily could learn how to make beer. Um, I don't think their beers are anything spectacular. Like I don't often buy them, but I've had a couple of them and they, they're okay. I don't know, Mitch, what do you, what do you think? Well, this one's 5%. Um, I, does it look like a, does it just taste like a, a, a hoppy lager? Because it looks like a hoppy lager. It looks like it potentially be a hoppy lager rather than a white ale. But it's got a lot going on. It's complex. It's not simplistic at all. Um, oh Jesus! It reminds me of tea. It's got like a tea taste to it, which I'm Ooh. not sure, but in a good way. Oh, okay. See, I like it. I actually really like this one. Okay, cool. Um, this is what I could do in the sun. That's always good. Do the, do the summer check. Could you drink it all day in the sun? Then you can label it as a session IPA. Yeah, I, I, IPA. I could. I session could, drink. Yeah, I could drink this yeah, in proper the sun. Sesh, sesh yeah, beer, bro. proper sesh yeah, beer, bro. Um, I also have a cat mug, which is upside down. Oh, nice. And here's a cat as well. So... There are cats oh, all over the place. That's why you episode. wanted to go with the cat theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes <laughs> now everything makes sense now. Jesus. All right, I mean, I'll be, I'm with you for the dogs, so that's all right. Hey, yeah, I, funny funny enough, there are no, there are no cat-like machines in Horizon. Well, are there? Yeah. Like, well, we will there. get. Well, we will get to oh, that. Yeah. So now that we are yeah. off the beers. Which, uh, there is a lucky dog beer. If you did not watch last week's episode, I had a lucky dog beer instead. Uh, but anyway, we're talking about Horizon. So this one is going to be holding off on the spoilers. Because I just want your overall thoughts about both games. Just kind of bring them together. Just like a quick summary of your thought of like what you thought of the first game when it came out. And then after you played the second one, what's your thought of it after you played the second one? Um, after that, we're going to go hands on, hands on in and spoilers. And I'll give you a warning when we do. But I'm going to start with uh, Rafa. What's your, right. what's, your, what's your experience um, with the first one? And then what's your thoughts after playing the second one? 
So the first one is after playing the second one, uh, it's like the perfect package, the right pacing, the right length, right? Um, it, it, it ends right when you think you're done. Like, and uh, I'm saying that uh, together with the Platinum Journey. Um, and uh, while uh, Forbidden West is a great improvement on mechanics, it feels so, so good to play with the DualSense controller. Uh, it has so many quality of life improvements. It, it, it To me, just felt like a third of the length of, of the game could have not been there. You know, it, it, I, I feel like they artificially um, um, elongated the game, right? Like, uh, it was, uh, it, it stood a, a bit more uh, past its uh, uh, welcome period. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but a great game nonetheless. Like, you can, uh, you can, you can easily turn it into a podcast game. Okay. Uh, Evan, what's your what's your experience with the first one, and then what's your thoughts after finishing the second one? Uh, first one, I really really liked. I think it kind of was unfairly compared to Breath of the Wild because they're very different games, but they came out in the same week, similar to how Elden Ring totally took over. Um, Forbidden uh, Forbidden West's kind of uh, uh, FOMO wave, unfortunately, but uh, yeah. The first game was really, really good. Uh, definitely, the I'm I'm always up for a really good mystery. So when you go post post apocalyptic, you always have that. Okay, this is immediately interesting because you want to think, figure out what the hell happened to the world, and then you kind of get something visually uh, unique about these machines that have kind of taken over the land. And uh, I thought it was extremely novel. And the one thing you want in a game like that is for the combat to hit, and it did. Super fun combat. Uh, that immediate gameplay loop uh, will... I mean, you can coast on how good that is for a solid 40 hours, as Rafa was talking about. So yeah, I loved the first one, got the Platinum Trophy, and I agree with him that, that they had a way better balance of side quests, the amount of side quests, how long the game was, and all of those types of things. And... Um, for Forbidden West, I think it's a bit too bloated, and I think they didn't add enough new things to the game. Uh, things that we saw in games that came out around the time that uh, Horizon Zero Dawn came out, and they just they didn't take enough from what other games were trying to do to make to, to find a way to make open world games a bit more unique. And, you know, we, we make fun of like the Ubisoft kind of open world aspect where a lot of the things are very kind of feel kind of cut and paste. Like even Far Cry 6 is kind of like a new texture slapped over the same type of game. Um, it doesn't seem like they, to me they didn't do enough with the open world to make it feel unique. And thus the gameplay loop, which felt so novel the first time, does not feel as novel the second time because it is the second time around. Ultimately, I really, really like the game. Played it for nearly 80 hours and got the platinum trophy but i was disappointed uh in a lot of aspects of it okay oh oh yeah i forgot to ask rafa how many hours did you put in uh, i think it was around 90 oh okay yeah 
All right, Dan, where are you at? Um, the first game, so since playing the second game, reaffirms my belief that obviously I know this did come out on PlayStation 4, but if we strictly say when the PlayStation 5 out, the PlayStation 4 generation kind of ended, I know it's kind of in this weird overlap time. But in that case, the games that came out before the PlayStation 5 came out, it was my game of the PlayStation 4 generation. I absolutely loved it, loved every minute of it. I had a lot of praise for it. It was a, like, I played the DLC, was fantastic. They eventually released for it. So this time around, I was all in for this game. I was a bit wary that it was going to be a cross, cross plat, cross generational release, which kind of made me, oh, I was a bit, but I was really excited. And for the first 25 hours, I was thoroughly enjoying it. And then it started to wane. And things that I things that I used to I loved in the first game, I then was like, why am I doing this a hundred times? I found like the map was like like ginormous, and what it was, I was kind of thinking, why am I not exploring this part? There's nothing for me reason for me to go up here apart from, let's just explore it. But the problem is, I wouldn't normally do that. But all the other bloated side quests and everything else that didn't really get you much, I found there was one or two that were useful, but a lot of them were just like. Do this, do that, do that, and I end up with loads of gear I didn't really need. Um, I d- and it was just a bit disappointing, to be honest. I thought there was this aspects of the game that could have been better. Like, there was parts I was like, wow, I've discovered this, this is awesome. But then they didn't really go anywhere with it. And uh, the fact that I got to the 77th hour of the game after completing it, and I still hadn't realised that there was, like, a dungeon in the top, like, of the map, that I just hadn't quested up there because I'd just been... Milling around, like enjoying the Vegas bit, where I enjoyed. I went to something else. There was the bits in it I enjoyed. I was like, "Oh, that's where that is," and I was just like, "Okay." I was like, "I feel like I've been exploring this for too long." I won't go into it now, but then I might be the problem. I might have caused that myself when I when we talk about it later on about the order you can play things in. I could have caused that, but um, yeah, it was. It, I was. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm just a bit. I'm still a bit salty about the game. Like I play, I'm at 81, 81 hours, I think, and I'm about two things away from the Platinum Trophy, and I do want to do it, but I'm just kind of going back into that world, and I'm just like, can't really be bothered, which is sad, because I jumped back into Horizon Zero Dawn just before this came out, and loved it still, absolutely was like, still, but as Evan said, they just didn't change enough, there wasn't enough new stuff. There wasn't like a game change, game style change at any point after the first like twenty hours. I didn't feel, uh, I didn't really add anything new. So yeah. Okay. Um, for clarification, you three played this on PS Five. Yep. Yes. Okay, so I'm the only one here that played it on a PlayStation Four Pro. <laughs> Ooh. Woof. Okay. Did your um, did it? Did your PlayStation? Poor Pro fly through the window after. <laughs> yeah, did, did it levitate? No, it did not levitate. Take off. That is um, such an, I'm sorry, that is such an old joke that people have been making for you. I'm, I apologize. Yeah. I take to it be fair, stop, stop. my brother's been playing it on PlayStation 4 base. Oh, oh I'd be fascinated to hear about his experience with that. But um, so far, he's not. He's like, it's not that bad. He said, they, yeah. he said it's, they're blown away by how they managed to make it work. That's what he said so far. I, I, he's not that far in, but I would agree. Um, so like, I am in. I hit credits. I was about forty-four hours, and I did all the side quests, did all the cauldrons. I know. Evan looks at me how? like, how? How did you? How? 
yeah how? I, I don't I, I don't know guys you, 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 you guys know, you guys know that no i play it on normal like everyone like everyone else i don't know Not what ever. i haven't played it on hard you all you all I played it on hard yeah. you all look at me like this and i i got this look when i was with sifted too and i was getting through all these games that matt and shane are like i beat them by like 10 hours and i'm like i just i just play the game i play efficient like so I was able to do all the side missions, all the cauldrons, a bunch of like banding camps. But like, I think I'm at 65% or 68% of the trophies completed in 44 hours. Mm. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I am probably the reverse of Evan. I know Evan loves mm. Breath of the Wild, thinks it's the greatest thing on the planet Earth. Um, I go to say that Horizon itself, the original Horizon showed the flaws in Le uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild so much that it was gobsmacking to me of how people rated that game over Horizon. Um, not saying Horizon is the god-all, be-all. I didn't think, like in my mind, I didn't think Horizon deserved like nines when it came out originally, but I do not think Breath of the Wild deserved nines. I think it should have been like an, 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 an eight. At eight, eight at the highest, seven and a half to be honest. Uh, I'd agree with you there, Mitch. For how rudimentary. Having played when both you... games, no comparison. Yeah, there's no comparison. Now. They're both the same type of game. They're an open world game, and yet one of them has way more <laughs> content in it, looks better, has way better combat skills. There's no weapon degradation. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But I'm just saying, like, that's I was very high on the first Horizon. I thought it was a very um, good, it was a very open, um, fresh experience. I, one thing I do recall from that first game was um, I remember being in a forest and I saw two, um, uh, two uh, uh, robots going at it. And all of a sudden, one of them hit the oh, other happens in that game i didn't know that huh two robots going at it i didn't know machines, that happened whatever two machines were going at it no, no, the, the, no the other the other part of that sentence yeah, going at it. It. Oh, oh i meant battling each other god damn it anyway oh, okay okay someone's got something else on the mind <laughs> um so that's how that works that's how that that's works how anyway so i saw two uh two robots fighting each other and all of a sudden one knocked one into me where i was hiding in my hiding spot and then they both spotted me and i thought that was so fresh in a game for the natural environment to make to like cause something in the environment for me that would feel real like truly real and natural so i i really yeah, liked that a lot emergent, emergent gameplay which is yeah. also in breath of the wild but no let's, no it's let's not just pull forward with that close, close don't don't even try to stand on your high horse you got nothing to stand on here buddy there isn't a high horse and it's a fact no it's no the physics engine no facts. no facts the physics engine is perfectly it creates immersion gameplay all the time but most open worlds do but yeah, th those those moments are cool when yeah. something that's very specific to your personal playthrough yeah. happens yeah. that probably didn't happen with anyone else. Yeah. So, so yeah, going into the second one, I I will admit I strain just like you guys. Mm. Um, it's my my thoughts of it is a little. I still think overall it's a better game than the first one, but not in but it falters in in ways it didn't falter before, and it improves in ways mm. that it was worse in the first game so like it's just a little better in my in my uh my opinion 
Um, like the new traversal, I think is very wonky. It, it doesn't work mm-hmm. like I think it was meant to, um, or, or triggered to supposed to, uh, to how it would like to work. Um, some of it works yeah. awesome, but some of it is just so hard and, and bad. It's just, yeah. it's not good. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I, 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 I think, uh, I'm kind of in agreement with you guys. So that's our experience with those. So uh final thing we go around the room oh final thing because i'm playing on pro it pops in a lot there is a ton of pop in on the pro just every every level is just like i i really things don't load all the way through and it's okay and i i I forgive it because i know it's like okay this was this was being compromised to be able to get on this thing it doesn't break or anything like that and there's nothing that makes me go this is unplayable but the visual visuals look really good when everything loads in but there's a lot of loading um that can happen in in a level yeah, or even cool. on a face in a scene like as well yeah so um so yeah around the room slightly better lot, but uh yeah, uh, the so, only, and there is obviously that is, not issue, but there, there's some of that in place. Five. The one thing that got me, I don't know if any of the rest of you experienced this, was within your bow and arrow. In certain certain situations, when you use your bow and arrow, you zoom through the uh, what's there, and you see people behind like barriers and barricades, oh. and then you fire your arrow, and your arrow hits the barricade, but the barricade's not there when you're zoomed in. Oh, I'm in town. Now when you're not zoomed in. Oh, you had a like, biz issue. Weird. Oh, that's a Viz yeah, issue. Like that. You didn't get like, one. No, I didn't run into Viz issues, unfortunately. Um, with uh, at least yeah, the bow and arrow. I ran into Viz issues, but not with the bow and arrow. Um, oh, all right. So around the room, just quickly, do you recommend people buy this game? Yes or no? Dan, yes, go. Yes. Oh. Yes. But a bit reluctantly than I would have thought before I played the game. All right. Dan. I mean, sorry, Dan. Uh, Rafa. <laughs> Uh, yeah, totally. Like just a quick thing. Like the the, the reason uh, you may think it's it's um, I don't know it's unnecessarily this long is because in the beginning it gives you some uh, some things to look forward, and then it really takes a really long time until they get there again. You know, which is why it feels slow. And but if you're into any of the side stories and anything, uh, um those are good as well like it's not it's not a bad game so definitely yeah like it's it's a it's a defining game for the console it gives you an idea of what to expect next but it's just not that big of an improvement over the over the first game uh as you might expect maybe maybe the first game uh evan yeah, it's worth. I think it's worth a full purchase. As as yeah. many criticisms as I have, and I don't think it's anywhere near as good as the first game. And it's not going to be in even my top five games of the, what I played in twenty twenty two. But I mean, I played it for eighty hours, and even when it was a podcast game, when I mean, and that can be a good thing and a bad thing. And in, in a lot of ways, I think it's a bad thing with this game, especially with like a tentpole game from PlayStation. You want to call a tentpole game from PlayStation a podcast game? I don't think that's that's a good thing. But um, even so, like I play, I like the gameplay loop again. It's so solid that, and if if you like the first game, you will like the set. You might be disappointed by it in some aspects of it, but overall, 
I think if you put your money down and you play through it, you will be happy that you you won't be disappointed or feel like you didn't get your money's worth. Yeah, I think I'm in, I'm in agreement with you all. I'll probably say bye. And I think it's just it's the sad is the sad part. I think and I think we'll probably agree with this. It just didn't meet the expectation we wanted as the next step up from the first game. It really didn't meet that right. expectation. It kind of just it did meet it in some ways, but it really faltered in some ways where it was kind of surprising because it was so good before and why did and and, and updating it they kind of made it worse um uh oh shoot i was gonna oh i actually disagree with you evan though before we move on i just was gonna say i don't think it is a podcast game because i attempted to make it a podcast game for myself and every time i hit a story beat i had to pause the thing i was doing well was listening in the background and it made it difficult to do both at the same time especially if i was doing side quests side quest and main quest things if i was doing like bandit camps or something like that or a cauldron i was playing something in the background so i think it's like a half podcast game it's for the things the 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 the, the things you get in every open world game it's an easy podcast section but when you're doing the side quests in the main quest i i couldn't do a podcast because there's just it, it it i had to keep pausing but anyway yeah moving on so we are actually going to dive into spoilers. So for the uh, two people in chat, if one of you besides me, because I think I'm list watching, so to watch the chat, so therefore, oh, I think, yeah, I think I think the other person, person is me. So I think the if, other person if, is if we, so if we want to drop and stop listening or watching, okay. we need to get off the get off the uh, the Twitch TV slash Pixel Pines. But if you're listening audio wise and you are wanting to not hear spoilers, go play the game. We all recommend it. Come on back and we are going to talk everything about it. So you have one second to hop off. All right. Time's up. No, no, nothing is off limits, fellas. Now. All right. So we're going to do a deep dive because there is. I would say the plot is very is a lot of plot here. too much plots is my opinion and it's one of the things i think it faltered on in the first game there's only two plot lines now there's three and they're all way too damn complicated but anyways let's get into each of the plot lines really quickly so we have the three storylines we have restoring gaia's subsystems and slash building your team so basically we had to go get uh um uh demeter poseidon and Oh, I forgot the pronunciation of this one. It's like ether, ether, or something. Ether, ether. Oh, ether. Yeah. And then in ether. in that process, Gaia getting all those elements would then be able to have the ability to capture Hephaestus, which is the one. If you didn't, if you played the, uh, if you didn't play the DLC, Hephaestus is a big element in the DLC, which takes is the, Hephaestus is the one that builds the robots, basically. So, um, that's just for the rest of us. Yes, seriously. So, so yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about that storyline and then it's building your team with the, the crew. We'll go over the individual crew members later, but just like thoughts on that specific plot line. Did it kind of make sense to you? What's you just shoot, shoot for the stars, whoever wants. Um, I'll start. I'll start. Okay. Because he's, okay, uh, <laughs> he's got notes. Sorry? Because he's got notes. Yeah, I, I, I got notes. No, not not so many in this part. Uh, I, I for, for me, it was quite exciting because it gets you right in, into the meat. Like, uh, okay, uh, uh, where 
we're getting Gaia back. We're we're seeing some more of her. We're we're giving her uh, uh, all these other parts. We 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 make her full again. Uh, I was really uh, looking forward to see what happens when we finish getting all these parts, and um, then you get interrupted by the uh, by the second storyline, which we'll get there as well. And uh, it's this long detour until you finally get the the, the last piece. Uh, and when uh, and when you finally piece everything together, um, like I mean, something happens, but it's not that amazing. It's not what you expected. It's more like a ah, okay, you know. Um, so uh yeah it, it started out good but um it, it kind of it kind of deflated towards the end i guess um, my, i guess my question I, I guess i'll i'll frame it this way i'll frame it as a question instead to make it a little easier for everybody of just do you think like obviously this whole regor- restoring guys subsystems was the was the was the thing to take you to places to collect things excuse me to explore the world but building the team in the process like was it ever fascinating about like about these subsystems and like going to the places where these subsystems were was there anything that was intriguing about that plot line at all in general or for you it was just a fetch quest and then like at the same time you have these people you're collecting while you're collecting these subsystems and you do these side missions, but they really don't build up to something. They almost seem as if they build up to something like a uh, like a Mass Effect Two, where it's like a loyalty mission you do for them, but it just gives you like equipment instead. Uh, does that like was that enough on that end? Uh, it was it was predictable. It was like uh, my main reaction to everything that happened in this part of the game was, uh, "Wow, okay, that makes sense." Yeah, why not? Like, of course, we're we're going all these places to get all these things, but I I didn't necessarily have a wow moment. I, sure, the 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 new machines you'd uh, come across that are new to this game uh, were were interesting to see. Like, wow, th- this is what's new. This is our new combat situations. I get to test all these new weapons and everything. Uh, but of course, that's part of the overall game. Um, uh, some of the explanation Gaia gave in terms of each piece uh, that she was missing, like it, it was very interesting to hear how everything worked together and uh, uh, get new info, especially uh, get new info that that bi- built up on everything we knew previously, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess that uh, that was the best thing of, of this segment. Knowing more about the world, getting more context. Yeah, but in terms of gameplay, it, it was just fetch. Um, um, I've got a curious, a curious question: of Which order did you guys do them in? Did you do them in level order, or did you decide if that sounded like the most interesting thing to get first? How did you go about? doing the at those three missions um well like i said it, it was a it was a it was a burn for me a slow burn of like losing interest 
And because what I did was, and this was a bad mistake on my part, was uh, I was doing everything. I was doing every side mission in the beginning. I was doing every fetch quest. I was doing every pit. I was doing all the stuff. And what ended up happening was <laughs> I ended up so high level that I could do all of them at any order I wanted to. Yeah, me too. So That's I, had, I yeah. so I ended up just doing them in the order of the game dictated, just because the distance I had to travel, especially because uh, I also was trying to like core. I was trying to do them at the same time as the regular missions, as the side missions, and the side missions slowly get you further, further west as you get further on the loyalty missions. So I basically was just trying to like chart my map slowly west basically because i just was i wanted to travel the least amount of distance between stuff because i didn't want to run around what about you rafa which order did you because this oh uh, i think i think uh now i don't remember uh where each of these pieces were on the map but i think i also made them based on interest because at first I wanted to go like I wanted to clean the map from right to left, like everything, because I, I I wanted to be efficient, so I didn't want to go back. Mm -hmm. But uh, then, as we'll discuss later, the game, as opposed to Breath of the Wild, <laughs> since we're comparing it to that, does a poorly job to let you do uh, things in that that contradicts the. Uh, story order right okay. so you, you you may you may go to these places in whichever uh order you want but if you're not the right level uh that will be difficult but again I, I i ran into the same scenario as mitch where i was mostly way over the level required for all the other things as i moved to the west um okay. Um, yeah. What about you, Evan? Which one did you do first? Did you do the least 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 level and went through, or did you do the highest one? Or what did you do? Basically, what I I think I did something similar to Rafa, where I would hit a massive city like Plainsong, and do everything in the vicinity of that area, and then go to the next place and try to do everything in the vicinity of that area. Uh, I think it's just more about how I play games. Like I actually don't care if I'm over over leveled. In games, I feel like if I worked towards that and I got to that point, it's almost like I feel it, it's earned. Um, and, so, well, and I think but, to answer, and, uh, sorry, to answer, I, was, I wasn't necessarily like that much overleveled. It was more the fact I was efficient of having the right equipment. And like yeah. I constantly mm. was making sure that every time I hit a new weapon store, I'm looking at everything that they have there. I'm checking to see like, oh, this one has frozen ones too well but these frozen ones are more efficient and it also has better piercing regular ammo so i'll take the one i have of the frozen one like and i made sure basically by the end of the game i had every single weapon type of ammo mm. so like i was never going to be in a situation i could not handle which i think mm. ended up turning into my benefit which then leveled me up faster to the point where i was starting oh. by the end of the game i was pretty much like only one only one time did i feel like wow i'm a little overwhelmed but then i tried it again and i just did a different strategy and it worked out better for me but i never mm -hmm. felt like i was behind the ball okay and the reason i, 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 I will I don't oh, go ahead dan sorry i was only asking i asked the question because i wanted to like feed into how i did it um 
was because I decided that I was like, oh, she's described all these things. These operating systems are obviously going to be important to do stuff. So let's go and do the ones that I find most interesting first. So I trekked all the way west, which was oh, awesome, because went over the mountain range and like went like miles oh, no. away from the map and did oh, that, no. did the far one first, which was incredible. I loved everything about it. Like literally, I saw all these beasts I hadn't come into contact with first, and then I met the the um, the people out. I can't remember their names now. Yep. Out on the uh, in San Francisco, it ended up turning out to be because of the land shift. The Quen, Alva, yeah, the Quen, Alva, Alva, and was like, "This is awesome." And then I got back, and then discovered that that was pointless. There was no <laughs> reason. Like me, me, me unlocking this thing does nothing. Like in my head. And I think it's because I, I was, we all know, obsessed with little re- real-time strategy things. I thought, oh, maybe it'll be like I'll be able to like create my own like monster army for a little bit for like a tiny portion of the game, and I have to take on Rella like that. No, how wrong I was. So that was very disappointing. And then it just got. And then obviously the other ones were easier. However, I did find weirdly the one in the desert the hardest of the three, even though I was like I'd done the other two first. I found that really odd. The one in the desert I found harder than the other two, which were higher level. Why did you uh, find so it harder? I thought that was really bizarre. I can't remember now. I just remember thinking, this is, I think it was supposed to be a level 16 or whatever. And I was like, I just found like it, like the battles harder. I just found everything in it a bit harder huh. to do. I just was like, a bit confused. I, I'm not I, really sure. I, can't, I couldn't really put my head, my finger on it because the others I kind of like wished through. And then that one, I was like, oh, have they like artificially leveled this in the game to do it in the wrong order? Or am I just being stupid? I'm probably just being stupid at the time, but yeah, no. Um... The game tends to like if you if you if you let yourself carried by um, by the story, because actually, like after a point, I just followed the the natural way of moving around the map, and for whatever reason, I don't know if that's the case for any of you as well, but um, I got to the desert last. Yeah. Like I mm. was way past the the first half okay. of the game. And I still had uh, the desert uh, uh, in 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 fog. Like yeah, I didn't like, get the desert for ages. I did the other two, and then went to the desert last. See, I'm shocked and, by you uh, guys saying that because there's a tall neck in the desert that you have to take care of. Yeah. And so like, so like, I, for one thing, like my objective is always it's tall necks, cauldrons, main mission, side mission. Basically, you know it was, was my pecking order. So because, like, because of the because of the tall neck, you couldn't get to. Without later, like, I was just like, oh, I'm gonna not bother. What about that tournament? I probably can't get to either. So I kind of gave up looking for tournaments. Oh, I see, like, I, see I, I, I knew that the one's there, and I was like, bet you 20 bucks you fly to it. And then I was like, okay, yeah. I'll go yeah, do yeah, the yeah, other yeah, ones because it had the little uh, lock on it too. So I was like, okay, clearly it's yeah. a story beat. And so I was like, I will wait until I learn to fly to go get that one. Because I looked at the tall neck. I was like, there's no other way you get there unless you fly on top of it. Obviously, there's just no I was other way. Playing Mitch, when I was playing Mitch, I didn't know you could fly. Like, I, wasn't, I hadn't been spoiled at that point. Oh, I didn't get so spoiled. I didn't, like, I didn't get that spoiled I either. That the game, the oh, game okay. spoiled that for me. Because, like, there's no oh, – how, yeah. how else were you going to get on top of the tall neck? I was like – Yeah, true. Get the jetpack. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like she's gonna oh, get a freaking um, jetpack. Rafa, Rafa, Rafa spoiled it for uh for me. Yeah, I apologize. Because um, like, it's it's in the grand scheme F, of things, Rafa? it actually what doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because yeah, you I, barely uh, get to do it anyway. 
I played the whole the whole second half of the game flying. Literally. I've, I've, I've been flying for about 40 hours of that game. I mean, I guess if oh, I'm wow. going to go finish all my uh, side quests and stuff, like if I'm going to go platinum, like, yeah, I'll, I'll fly. But like, but to be honest, I, I won't be flying. Like, I only flew for four hours. So you know why that's Maybe funny? less. Because obviously, I went from, I got to the flying bit and knew the next mission. And this is probably what ruined the game for me, actually. I'm blaming Evan partly. But because I still haven't got the fucking platinum, and I'm still sitting here upset with myself about that, uh, so I will need to go back into it. But um, I got to the what you got the flying mission. I then went back and did all the side quests and just flew. So I spent another like five hours or six, uh, or maybe not ten. I did it uh, just flying around. No, that's that, everything up. That's smart. And, um, I wish I wish I would have done that. And then so like Russell spoiled it for me, and I could have done that. Waited to do the side quest, but me and my weird thing where I had to finish everything in the immediate area. Mm. By the time I, I got the uh, Sky Drifter uh, yeah. ability, like I didn't have that many side quests le left over. So I think you did it the and better way, know, although like, how many players are going to know that? That's okay. The problem, That's being, okay. Uh, the problem being is I was kind of at that point burnt out of the gameplay oh, loop. So by the time I got did the final the final mission to finish the game, I was like kind of done. For sure. So I just was like, I, uh, so actually, I wish I'd just finished the game and had been like Mitch and not like flown that much. You know what I mean? I was like, it was like, so like, love the idea of flying. I was like, let's fly everywhere. And at that point, by well, the end, I was just kind of done. To be honest, the flying, the flying wears off pretty quickly for me because there, yeah. there's not much to it. It's not like there's flying combat, which would be way more interesting. But anyway, movie, yeah. we gotta move on because we got so much more to talk about. Yeah. Which is, we got we got an entire civil war happening around us, fellas. It is the as the Tanakh civil war between Chief Harako and the rebel leader Regalia, which basically one of the questions I'm going to ask you eventually, but yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But also that Regalia has gained her power basically of taking over the machines because Silence is helping her because Silence has his own mission that he wants completed. We'll get to Silence in a minute when we talk about the Far Zenith. But what I do, my first question for everybody. Did you save or did you kill Regalia? Save. 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 Wow. Okay. So this is fascinating. I have not heard a person say kill yet. Like I've listened to so many spoiler casts. Everybody's saving her. I saved her too. Don't worry about it. Like I'm not in the... I, it, it sound, I, know I, why. It's, yeah. you know why? You know why I think this is the reason why everyone saved her? Because deep-rooted in me, and I'll get, this goes back to those first three missions, is I wanted to believe that they built a game where my actions had impact. And actually, when I finished the game, I realized maybe the regardless thing would have done, but actually, I realized that no, that, was, that wasn't that deep a layer. Like the fact that the side missions for him to go and get his arm, I was thinking, if I don't do that before I do the final mission, we will not be able to fight in the final mission. You know what I mean? That was my mentality. Like I'm doing these side missions so that they are more powered, overpowered, for the final mission, but that was Means not impacting at all. Yeah, no, it's nothing. This, that's this, what disappointed me with the game. Uh, this is the one that's weird thing about. Well, this is the one weird thing about the game. This is the only time ever in the series where it gave you a choice like this, and basically throughout the game, you do get some choices, but the choices are mainly just dialogue options that lead to the same thing in the end. It's yeah. just how do you want yeah. to express yourself. 
But we all, I think everyone, no one chose to kill Regalia, at least like the vast majority of people. I actually would love to see the percentages. But anyways, uh, there, I think the reason why is because that's what Aloy wouldn't do. Like a Aloy wouldn't kill Regalia. Like that's just not in her nature, like based off the character we've grown with throughout the entire game. And so the fact that the game gave you the option to save or kill her made it very I felt it felt very strange and very foreign to me. And I was like, I, I, but why give me the option when we all are kind of in agreement of how we feel like Aloy would make the choice? Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh. it seems like one of those things where maybe they tried to experiment with more dialogue trees and you giving the player the choice to choose a specific. Um, what was it? Uh, choose your heart, choose your brain, or whatever the third option was. They wanted to give you some sort of uh, control of Aloy. But like you're saying, Mitch, like sh at this point in the game, she's her own person. There, it's not an avatar that you are um, inserting your own personality into and making your own character. So maybe yeah. at one point they thought that they they were going to have more of those options, like a Mass Effect, that you're going to create your own Shepard or whatever. And maybe they realize it doesn't make sense with a character who's already fully fleshed out like Aloy. And so they dialed it back. But they put like three... There's like three specific parts in that game where you actually get to decide what she says and then kill or save Regala, Regalia, Regala, and it just doesn't, it doesn't work, and it's actually not that important to the story, uh, so yeah, it is one of these weird things where, like, maybe they dialed it back in the end and realized, like, that's not something that is necessary to what they're trying to do here. Again, one of these open world things where, like, you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to do all that so stuff. So, yeah. I did look up what the alternative was, like, just what, what happens if you choose to kill her. So, you know, the scene that she does where she sacrifices herself if you save her. Well, there is no alternative scene in regards to, like, another cast member, like, sacrificing themselves. That scene just never happens in... in oh, it, it, when, she, when they rush the, the far zenith Yeah, um, and then there's, like, base. trapped okay. with a bunch of monsters. I mean, uh, with a bunch of machines. Um, there is no, like, that scene just doesn't happen. There's, like, no... It's, it's, I think you're, miss, you're missing out on, some, on yeah, an interesting like, moment no in the game if you choose chooses, to kill her. Yeah, there's... Stupid. There's, if you choose this to kill her, nothing changes, really. In games, this is the reason why. And this is my issue with this game. One. The fact that my option, my choice, don't give me choices if they don't have impacts in the game. Sorry. Like, then that's where I think it is weak. Like, they're giving you that choice, and doesn't, apart from one cutscene, there's been no, there's no difference. They should have made it harder. In the same way with your, like, side missions to gain your, like, team. There's no point of this team, because actually they make, it makes no difference in the end. And that's what, that kind of, what pissed me off actually the more i think about it the more i'm like like why are you giving us these options and growing this team if actually if i didn't do this it would make no difference mm -hmm. yeah I, I i i i save people in games by default because otherwise i i don't i don't trust games to to allow me to make meaningful decisions like i'm at this mm -hmm. point i'm i'm used to the fact that most of these choices are cosmetic so because mm -hmm. of that by default i save everyone in in case i'm cutting content out of the game by killing them right yeah. because there are so that there are so few games that actually do something with those choices and 
right as you said like i i i, I was i was right they they just got that cut cutscene of course it was a cutscene but it was content so if i kill her i would not have seen that character development so yeah and then you miss out on a bunch of dialogue in the the home base before the yeah. battle if you go downstairs to where uh, yeah. elizabeth the clone oh, was yeah, yeah. regardless down there and you can talk to her for i don't know a solid six seven minutes that's, oh, really? that's completely off the board well, yeah. yeah yeah it's off the board yeah she's like yep I yeah think, and that's my issue i think like they've I don't know. I just think if they're going to do start a game like a story device the way they did, and Rafa's right. He's I play enough games where they don't. There's not. There's just a cosmetic thing. But I think that's my issue. Is and that's probably why this game felt a bit like blah. If for me towards the end was the because actually I was expecting something a bit more, and them to take the risk to do something a bit more meaningful with the storyline and go. Actually, if you didn't go and get things, do the side mission to get his arm. He wouldn't be as effective in battle. He might even die. You know what I mean? And actually have my like missions that final mission, because actually, like, or make it harder at least. Oh, they couldn't fight off those evil those things they've been holding back from you. So now you have more attacking you. I don't know. They, they didn't have to make too many meaningful changes to make my decisions feel like they meant something. And I think if they'd done that, I'd have been like, oh wow, that's really cool, and I would have had a better. I was the end of the game. I feel like you're just well, I, I in in my mind I I guess I never ever thought they were going to go in that direction. And so it, the only well, way Well, I never I, thought they were going to make me build a team. So I never I never thought they were going to make me build a team of people and have a base. So when they did that, I was like, "Oh, they might go in this direction." Like they didn't be just because the first game. just because they didn't because... have a base and a team. So like, why have they done that? Why have they made me build a team and a base? It was pointless. What was the point of that base apart from collecting little uh, drones that I could look at pretty maps. That was the only yeah. point of that base. So it was completely, it was completely pointless. Well, the point, the, the point of the people, I think, is to just. Uh, no, thanks, thanks, Keith. Uh, Keith, Keith, Keith message just in the chat. Um, uh, but uh, I think, um, I think overall, basically, uh. You know, I think the point of the team was basically to show uh, the point of Aloy sharing and op- sharing her world with others instead of keeping it all to herself and opening the the opening people's minds to what is real. Because as we see, as as we get into what the third game probably will be, she's going to need the help to open other people's minds to what reality is coming or what kind of world they're really living in because these people are living in tribal type lives and they need to understand there's technology that's way beyond their imagination available to them they just need to be able to be open to it and so i think that's part of the reason why and it helps her grow as a person too instead of being so stuck in her way of being finding a better way to communicate with people that don't understand or don't um think this the same way that she does so i think there is meanings in the character development in the team i totally get your point on like not having it be like you wishing it was something like a mass effect type thing where mass effect 2 where like everything mattered into the final mission and going into all that kind of stuff but it, it, I, it, it just never happened. it never felt as we played through the game it wasn't going in that direction so i didn't have that expectation for but- it but I would, I would say I didn't have the expectation to until they had the base. Until they had the base 
and I was building things. I was supposed to be bringing things back for the base, and I know that obviously there was a plot device that then moved it away from that, which is fine. And then I built a team. At that point, I thought then I should do the side quests because it's probably going to matter. Because otherwise, what's well, the point? Well, you of do them? the side quests, and that... they do matter. They give you really good equipment. Um, but yeah, but I will. Yeah, but the do they? Like, I don't even remember. Yeah. Well, I, so, of so like of so, well, a lot of the times it's, it's weaponry, like equipment weaponry. A lot of the times it's like certain types of bows that shoots certain types of arrows you can't get at at hunter at hunting uh, at hunter sellers type thing. Um, but like I I like I see i even dan i even like had that i didn't have that expectation when we built the base and then as we were doing the side missions as soon as i finished one loyalty mission and i got really good gear i was like okay that's the reward for doing it i knew that it was not going to apply to something like the final mission type thing which in then which might in which of my cases is that's why i'm disappointed by the game because it's basically a hashed copy of the first game with a few improvements but actually the things they put in that and we thought this is going to be awesome just fell flat, in my opinion. That's what I'm saying. Uh, question, because I don't uh, uh, recall it correctly, and I don't want to be wrong. Um, does Kotalo, after you get his arm, after you make the arm for him, does he use it? He does. He says he... No, he only uses it in that combat scenario with you during the loyalty mission, because he says, I want to be prideful and not use it because I want to use what I actually have. Yeah. It was a way so for him to like conquer his own like uh, mm, his own so... uh, doubt of himself of being a warrior again. Right. Which is actually I love how I love how I love Rafa says it's a cop out, and Evans like I think it was great a character development. <laughs> it's great. Oh, yeah, <laughs> is, Rafa, you haven't you haven't done the quest, right? No, I did. Oh, you did. That. He just, did. He just so, wanted to make sure he oh, didn't get it wrong. That's all. Yeah. Oh, that like he uses it in the final battle or something yeah, like that. He didn't yeah. use it in the final battle, to my knowledge. I, uh, yeah, I like I, I do I do like the character turn where he basically he says he comes to terms with the loss of his arm mm. after no, getting after getting the after getting the prosthetic robotic arm. Basically, he realizes. Actually, you know what? I'm I'm running towards something that I'll never get back. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm less of a warrior in the eyes of the Tanakh, like this is who I am now, and I've overcome this, um, basically this thing that is supposed to make me less of a person and less of a warrior. So I do appreciate that it did turn around. He's not like, okay, I'm fully upgraded. I'm the Terminator now. Let's go. He realizes, oh, yeah. you know what? Actually, maybe I don't need the thing that I was. I thought that would make me whole again. I do appreciate that. Yeah, that's great that. but to me it's also a cop-out because it removes the opportunity for them to make two scenarios because when i when they gave me this okay. quest sure. like okay i will prioritize this quest line although again it was locked behind the main story missions like you couldn't you couldn't do this quest side quest fully until you were a certain uh in a certain position um uh, in the in the main story which again annoyed me but of course i i I checked a walkthrough because i wanted to get that done before the end of the game because i was i was kind of seeing it like with more and more people gathering in the base okay it will be this huge battle everyone will participate and i want kotalo to be at his best and i get my guy his arm and he doesn't use it 
What a waste of time. Agreed. I'm like, I'm a rapper there. I thought it was pissed me like, off. Yeah, I see the reasoning, but that's that's selfish. Like you're putting your pride in in front of having the full capacity of saving your friends. Like that's selfish. That's that's I mean, selfish. Uh, I would disagree because he might have found that he might have found uh uh he might have found the arm compromising like you could tell the arm was not as efficient as a regular arm and yeah, so like during combat so like during combat but, like I, he spent more more time having an arm than not having one yeah exactly yeah but it's not Is the same arm. Compromising with no he, has arm. To, he has to spend the time relearning that new arm it's not like you're just all yeah. oh, I'm hundred percent. I'm back to one. It's like it is a completely different thing. Like it's no matter what, he's uh, going to be compromised. But the one thing, if he's like, I can rely on, is knowing how this arm works and not having to worry about how this arm works, so I don't compromise hurting my friends because I'm trying to worry about this yeah, other yeah. arm in the time of combat when I can just worry about the arm I know. I know. He couldn't adapt. To the, to, uh, to the arm but he adapted right away to the focus like he learned how to read he learned how to operate the focus yeah. no, I, to... I think the I think the idea is he thought he needed the arm but when he got it he realized he doesn't so he made that decision once I he did, had I it think it, was a, in, in I think it was a it was a flawed device so that they didn't matter if he did it or not well That's we will be saying, we will just be disagreed down the middle let's move on because yeah. clearly by not talking about the Tanakh civil war it's a boring war that has nothing really fascinating yeah. about it um so let's move on to the oh. actual interesting thing which is the far zeniths oh we've got oh. something to say about the civil war yeah just just a, just a sentence there uh the the civil war was the the third of the game I would not have included. I would have made it DLC. Although it wouldn't have been DLC because it's not that interesting. But <laughs> I would yeah, yeah, I mean I think I, I think they did the best they could to involve the Civil War by having something else happening yeah. during that time. But to be honest, Silence is kind of a thrown away character in this one, and I, I think it was just a way for him to have reason to be in the world, which is like, to be honest, he should have not even been in the world in the first place. I honestly think Silence should have died in the last game. But anyway, uh, for the third game. Yeah, like yeah, he just it's just it's just it was a plot device to have Silence stay in the game, and I didn't like that. So it wasn't not it wasn't my cup of tea. Um, so the far, so the far zenith. Now we get to futuristic people here. This is weird. This is where actually at first I thought the game I was gonna put the game down, and then I said, "Holy motherfucking cow!" There is, there is, care. Uh, what's her name? Oh Jesus! Ah, Trinity. Carrie on Moss. There's Carrie. I, I heard her voice, and I was like, "What the fuck oh is going God. on?" But anyway, Matrix number one. I know. Forgot. Shut oh, up! Trinity's, I remembered. I remembered. The, 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 I remembered. The woman who anyway, Trinity. anyway, unbelievable. Uh, so basically, what happened was they leave Earth. They it was it was told that the thing the project failed for them leaving Earth. It exploded, but that was a lie. They made it off Earth. They they ended by the up way, doing... total the foreshadowing makes it very obvious. Like, oh, yeah. this is going to come back around. Especially the when it was the did first freaking level yeah. of the game too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they put so, the seed early. Yeah, so they leave. They end up 
mastering a lot of technology to make themselves basically live forever with shields. And then they found a way to live. They lived there a lot of the time. Um, I did a lot of uh, snooping around about that time period because I was fascinated. So apparently they a lot of them lived in virtual reality. Um, living in actual reality was not a thing for them when they got to the new planet. Um, and so they ended up uh, finding this, creating this thing called Nemesis. And this is the reason why they came back to Earth. Nemesis is the one that is causing Hades to go bonkers in the first game you thought it was the Zenus but it's actually Hades and you find out it's a failed mind uploading experiment where they uploaded all their subconsciousness into this this that's the weird part they don't really explain this very well of what the frick this thing is but anyways i just think uh, it's like skynet from from yeah Terminator. but like That's it's, but it's like, like a, okay great original but, idea guy but it's like a literal skynet. it's like a literal being though i don't get how it's like physical manifestation has happened but whatever but uh it's coming to earth it scared the zenith they came to earth they want to basically steal gaia leave earth go implement gaia somewhere else so that they so it so that the planet they'll go to is habitable but and then just keep running from nemesis so now nemesis is coming and the world is doomed but anyways what is your just thoughts on just this var uh we'll get to like the characters next in a minute um but what's just your thought on this storyline like this is the one that went from left field that i don't know i am still in between whether i like i i hate it but i don't hate it Put it put like this, I'm very, very concerned about the 30 game. From that storyline. I think it's going to be fucking terrible. Maybe. I would have preferred if they just got on their ship and flown away. Like, not yeah, like the more, as the, all that group of like eight of them. Just going, yeah, we'll take Gara and off, we'll go. And I'd be like, ah, oh, cool. And then there could be a new world with new interactions or whatever. This, like, this just if these like people with like super suits who were like highly technological couldn't defeat this thing like whatever they come up with to defeat it in the third game is going to be out of fucking bs Sorry. but but, te but like, technically like, you found a way to beat them so yeah but they were just well yeah i kind of see that but i'm just, uh, that, just that, like... that's that's like that's the only thing i hold my hat on being like i guess they could win possibly because they did beat them and they're like they're in, yeah. they're impossible to beat, and Silence figured it out. So um, yeah, but oh yeah, I suppose so. Rafa, yeah, get on on Aloy this. Will, what do you think? Aloy will build an orbital space nemesis, uh, <laughs> and it will crap out. Um, so I I I can't I can't form any thoughts on the nemesis. I think it it's interesting. I'll I'll have to wait until the next game to see what they do with it. It's a it's a bit of a complicated thing to wrap my head uh, around now. But in what concerns the Zeniths, I was like when they first dropped, I I liked their character design. I liked the rainbow shield. I thought that like wow, amazing shaders, really really beautiful textures and everything. Like the presentation was nice. I was like what are these people you know i was like let's go that's that's the moment that the game clicked you know like okay i'm in 
I'll go all the way to the end to find as much as possible about them. And when I did, nah, I've got some issues. I've got some <laughs> issues with it because, of course, I you live for so they are not descendants. They they are the same people that left Earth, and in my mind, maybe maybe this is nitpicking. But uh, because I'm 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 constantly thinking about stuff like this, like what what would a human being turn into if it just lived for one thousand years, right? And the fact that they still behaved like hmm. I don't know, stereotypical characters that are written into a plot line yeah, of being like. like Muscle, go take care of the girl for me. I'm going to play around with you. It's like, dude, you you should be the most efficient thing in the... Like, he literally... Sorry, uh, who is his name? It's Eric. Eric grabs Aloy by the freaking neck in the final level. And how does he not just snap her neck? Like, for God's sake... It's sakes, a video game and you can't... It's a video game and you lose. can't. But the thing is... This guy is... If you're going to convince me that these, these are beings that are thousands years old, they are efficient and they show that they're pretty efficient but god the guy is naive and i don't know if that's I, just I like a thousand that, years that, makes you still naive i don't know but it, 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 it establishes him as kind of a sadist so maybe he was prolonging her pain he's like i'm gonna slowly crush your but the your, thing your was he lost his that. shield you'd think he would be some slight concern to the point where he wouldn't show as much like leniency in regards to that i, I think that, 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 point you've been invincible for a thousand years just because you lose your shield you probably you know in your mind you don't necessarily think that that changes anything but the, uh, like Roth is saying they don't explore that enough like yeah. how would a mind change a human change if they lived for that long right 1000 years your english develops like uh, both vocabulary and accent develops into something else like you yeah. find ways to use vocabulary like stuff mm -hmm. like this also uh gesticulation like body movement uh, behavior stuff like this it was practically the same you know yeah, I, see what uh, you mean. I i like i know it sounds like i'm nitpicking but i also think i'm not they were just regular people you know so i was i was a bit disappointed they they didn't go uh the extra mile to make them really stand out as human beings like these guys that leave for so truly, long with, truly advanced basically truly advanced with all these uh technological opportunities with all these knowledge you know um so yeah that that's that that uh, that's where i went a bit down on their concept still cool Still cool, but I, I I think they they played it uh, safely and didn't didn't take some opportunities there. While we're while we're talking about the Zenith, we'll talk about their characters too at the same time, and I'll just break down the characters really quick, and then I'll pop back to you, Dan. Uh, is we have we have Gerald who's the leader, we got Eric who's the, I called the muscle because uh, he does all the combat stuff. He's the one that killed Varl. Uh, we'll get to that. Don't worry. Uh, and then we got Tilda, who was friends with Elizabeth. Seems as if they were a, a thing. 
I, I got I got the the romance vibes oh, between for a time they were a couple yeah, they yeah. were a couple or, or something longer. more than friends like yeah. friends with benefits who knows but whatever um but basically uh, she helps Aloy um because she basically has her own agenda which then turns the tables and be, ends up being your final boss because she wants basically Aloy to go with her to the next planet and say I won't leave you again. Uh, like Rose and Jack at the Titanic. Uh, anyways, Dan, go, go. What do you? What, what's your? Do you also while you're talking about it? I want to know your favorite Zenith. Do you have a favorite? Oh, actually, it was going to really be really. I'm annoying and completely like go off on a tangent. Oh, I'll go on the tangent and later. go on a tangent and add your favorite it. Zenith. That's because, all I want. Because we're talking about people who live for like hundreds of years. I was really disappointed. I think it was in the desert. Well, you didn't see the crazy scientist bloke. Like, you just, she just walked in there, she, like, shot him, and they like, stabbed him, or whatever she did with him, and then walked out again. I was like, I was expecting some, like, awesome, like, fight scene, but never mind. You know, it all went on fire. Was that in the casino? I think it was. I'm getting that wrong. I think you're wrong. I'm not sure which scene you're talking about. Are you, are you talking about when... Are you talking about the one where the, the Zenith that died using the shield machine for the first time that broke? No, 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 no. The crazy scientist bloke, where you went down and down and you discovered more things that he was, like, testing on. When they, like, oh, oh no, not it wasn't there. It was in San Francisco. In San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. You went in, sorry, not oh, in, Ted, in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, Ted, 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 Ted Farrow. Farrow, that's no, yeah. Farrow. Well, we'll, we'll, um, did we'll, you just... Did you, did you say Ted Lasso? Lasso? No, it's Ted Lasso. You totally Farrow. Ted Lasso, Ted Faro. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I but never Ted Lasso, Ted don't Farrow, don't worry about the yeah. crazy monster of Ted Faro. We will get to that because we are going to okay, talk about we'll Alva. We'll get there. Okay, I'll will come back to the Zenith then. Uh, my favorite Zenith. Um, well, I like. I was a bit annoyed you didn't get to meet the others. They all just got killed. Like they all like turned up for like one scene. It's like, oh, they're all dead then. Great. No. Uh, I mean, um, how I enjoyable? Like what? Them. How was enjoyable? Was it that you they lost their shields and then here comes the machines? They just rip so yeah. half of them apart. I didn't really like any of them. Really, I just felt I felt like it was like really unoriginal, like bad guy. Okay. Like, they kind of reminded me of like uh, like the tw uh, in Twilight, you know, like. Like the evil, like the uh, what they called in Twilight, the uh, evil people who live in Rome. Can't think what they're called. And my oh, like the, that like... covenant group or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the, the covenant group, whatever, whatever. The covenant, whatever the covenant group is. He kind of reminded me of like they all have like special, like he had like the strong guy, the clever guy, the science one. It's just like yeah, okay. Like I feel like I've seen this like a thousand times before. I was just like yeah, I didn't really find them that interesting. And then and then even less interesting so when they lost their shield. They just got annihilated by machines. I was like, well, they were pointless. No wonder they got destroyed by uh, that thing that's coming towards us. <laughs> All right, Evan, what do you think about the Zenus? Um, initially, I love the idea when they first show up mm. because you're, you're wondering, like, oh, what is the hook of the second game? One of the first hooks of the first game is the mystery of what happened to the world. Why are there machines mm -hmm. populating yeah. the world? And, and that's why you keep playing this game, aside from the game loop. Like, you want to figure this out. Like, okay, sh um, uh, we're trying to save the world from the blight, which is this very, like, we're not really sure how that works. Uh, we have to fix Gaia. It's, you know, it's just not, 
they, they explain the technology stuff to you. You don't really necessarily know how it actually works for terraforming and all this type of stuff. And then finally, they show up. You're like, oh, like Rafa was saying, oh, okay. I did not expect this. I'm immediately yeah. interested to find out more about these people. Um, and then uh, 20 hours later, I didn't see them for 20 fucking hours. I'm like, yeah. you are so focused on this open world aspect of this game that this is the point where that goes against making this game more interesting where I'm doing all of these... I'm trying not to swear here. These side quests that are almost exactly all the same. Oh, um, there was a search party that went out uh, and they're not back yet. Can you check on them, Aloy? And you go out and they're all dead and then you f you fight a robot and you come back and you get a spear. Then you go to the next one like, oh, my, my, my mom and dad went to the river to get some water and they're gone. And then you go out and you find out they're fucking dead by the river. I swear, sorry. And then you come back and it's like, why didn't you take the opportunity to you know that it's an open world and people might not get to the next main mission for several hours. Why don't you integrate... Take out some of those side quests that are so superfluous, or that like they're just kind of copy and paste. It's like these trials and tribulations, these really kind of small compartmentalized stories of the tribes themselves. And why don't you pepper in stuff that has to do with Zenith, where Zenith, where um, Aloy is uncovering secret bases or some technology. There's audio files that you learn way more about the Zenith so that when you finally actually do meet them mm -hmm. and talk to them, which you don't, you only talk to a, a one of them that does a massive exposi exposition dump at the end of the game. Why didn't you pepper that stuff in so when you finally do confront them, like there's more there, you learn more about them. You learn why they are like they are um, maybe when like they lived Tilda, on Sirius like, for a thousand years. joins with you earlier in the game so that that gives you an opportunity. Oh, she, sure. could be, she could give you like hints to areas that they are, that there's like, hey, we have a secret base here. You should take a look at it. Like in that way, you could like learn more about the Zenith that way because she would be like, I'm not going right, to tell then, you everything because I don't want you to kill me. Sure, sure. Like, she has some of her own, um, she's hiding specific information from you from for a reason. You get to know her a little, little better. It's not just you standing across from each other on this ridiculously long table with, like, figs and nuts and stuff in the middle, mm -hmm. and you ask her every question under the sun in a 15-minute period. It's more, yeah. you get to know her through side missions. You're walking through the jungle as you're talking to each other and building some rapport. But you're then asking you also questions can, because you you're generally curious. Build, you can also build that distrust too at the same time, yeah. where where you may have sure. like, where you, you have can like play that so slight... much more with this idea. Because then when yep. you when she yeah. does that flip of saying "come with me," it's not as like I already knew you were going to do this because like we threw this all at the end of like, the game. If you did it earlier, right. if we were earlier and hanging out, and I learned to trust you more, and you did that flip. It would be a and little more surprising. Later in the game. Yeah. Like 10 hours later. Yeah. Exactly. I would have been a little more surprised. Oh, fuck. I actually... So, because initially, like, you are extremely suspicious of any Zenith character. Oh, yeah. And then, what if the game actually put you on her side? Like, no, she's legit. She wants to change. She's lived for a thousand years. She's realized her wrongs. And she's with you on your quest to, like, to make everything right. She's trying to right her wrongs as well. And you totally believe in that. The game makes you believe that. And then later, like, oh, no, she's actually doing it for her own selfish reasons. And that whole kind of flip would be more impactful. They just they don't do enough with with that stuff. And it's just it took me so long for them to for the Zenith to come back into the story. 
And yeah. I know that's an issue with open world games because they give you the choice to do whatever you want and uh, tackle the missions how you see fit. But it just got to the point where, like, I, like, fucking Jeff Bezos gets shot in the back. Like, I never even said a single word to that guy. Like, I want to know about these characters. Well, um, uh, all I, I did was learn from Tilda from the exposition dump. It's a huge missed opportunity. I, I think I it just it was super disappointing to me. No, I think it's super interesting, and they don't they don't introduce they don't tell you enough about like serious and the the and, and also uh, sorry I know I'm 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 going I'll I'll finish very quickly. And Mitch said every time Evan you say you're going to finish very quickly, you can't you fucking <laughs> over explain shit for 15 minutes. But I swear to God, this is true. I think it would have been more interesting if this was the descendants of the initial like super billionaire rich because yeah, as Rafa, if Rafa was saying like if you live on a, another world for so long like you your culture would develop so differently you would develop different ways to talking and mannerisms imagine if this was like the eighth generation of a world right that lived on a completely different planet they come back to earth completely different like they don't know about earth they don't know about how people developed here and there's this like very big they're humans they share the same same dna but there's a complete disconnect between the characters because they developed in two completely different areas and i think that would have been something that would have been way more interesting to explore instead of like jeff bezos injected his arm with like super nano machines that kept him alive for a thousand years yeah right, sorry I, I no i get what you mean uh, I, and i think um i think one of the more fascinating things that when i was going to build off of you for a quick second and then we'll we'll have to move off the zenith which is basically i the the making tilda more interesting was like you could even do the flip when she when um not just the flip of tilda but the flip of aloy like the distrust of her own side mission that she made that tilda's uh, started to catch on um when she asked uh what was it uh it was um it was catalo and uh um alva to go do something else while they were gonna go invade the far zenith base um mm -hmm. It would have been even more interesting, and I, I, this is like an easy missed opportunity as well. Is she she shouldn't have shown her cards like that to Tilda because it would have been a smart and interesting way to see Tilda when she noticed that Aloy never yeah, trusted her in the first place and flipped it on her. And yeah. it, it would be enough. It would have been like Tilda trying to put the flip on Aloy, but Aloy also put the flip on Tilda, where it's mm -hmm. like. Eli showed her cards so Tilda already knew that she was already suspicious. And it's like, okay, well, then you kind of just lose the act of surprise there. But anyway, moving on from the Zenith, let's just talk about the team because there's some interesting things about the team. Let's talk about Varl for a quick minute because for a hot minute, I was like, one, are they really going to kill the one black character? The one black guy that they really like build upon. Are they really build, going on that trope? They did. And they did it really rough. Because, no offense, I really never liked Varl. I never liked Varl well, as a character at all. Well, I found and, the whole thing weird. Because like, she was like, go away, Varl. And then he like turned up. No, no, leave me alone, Varl. And she goes further. And then he turns up again. And she goes, no, no, Varl. I want to do this by myself. And then he arrives for the third time. And it's like, well, thank God he's now like dating this other chick because otherwise dude, no, he's just a fucking stalker not, not, not only does he not only does he turn up the third time and help her out and then she finally goes oh yeah i will take your help and he's like sorry i'm banging this other chick right now so that's yeah. not happening <laughs> i want to discuss that so was it just me or in the in the beginning of the game it felt like there was something going between him and alloy until 
he met Zo. I think he had. I think he always. I think he, I think he always wanted something with Aloy because he's from the first game. Yeah. He is from. Yeah. He's from your tribe in the first game. Yeah. He was yeah. the one that was at the um, entrance that led you access into the entire open world in the first game. I think his mom was the leader of the entire she's warrior the tribe. The, the warrior she's tribe. The of do, do you guys remember that from the first time you played it? Because when I started the second game, I was like, who is this guy? Now, I have no yeah, recollection. To be, to, to, be frank, to be frank, I played the first game and then I also played the DLC for the first time. I played okay. the DLC for the first time like two uh, a month before the game came out. So I did. I would have not remembered okay. if I if I hopped in cold. Um, but yeah, I, I did think he wanted something with her. And then finally, when I think she, I didn't know if she was saying like, yes, like to be, cause then also does she have a thing with like, it's weird. Like, I don't like putting her in this box of being like, does she have a thing with people? But it seems like everyone wants to get with her. And then, and then with her, like, yes, we're, well, yes. Aaron, which yeah, which is the entirely Aaron useless like character, is it? Aaron got like hammered at the beginning of the game. Yeah, he was, like gutted that she was like leaving him. Yes. I was like, what is this? I don't remember that like love it's, love line from the first. Oh, no, it's so, so weird. It's like everyone wants to get with Aloy, and then Aloy goes like, "Yeah, I could use your help." And then it somehow like reads as a signal to everyone else of being like, "Oh yeah, she wants to get with them." And it's like, I I feel like that's the wrong interpretation you want to do with this. It's just rough. Yep. Was Aaron in the first game uh, yes. interested in Aloy? Yes. Yeah. Very much so. He hit yeah, on he her in the Aloy. first scene he was in with her. The first thing, yeah, he did. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he, and then, he was hard hitting on her, pretty hardcore. Because to me, um, I, I don't remember much from the first game, but in this game, he seemed like this really loyal friend who was uninterested, you know, that was, would just hang around and help everyone. And in my notes, I I, I uh, nicknamed him Human Golden Retriever. <laughs> yeah, because that's 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 what it was. Yeah, you, you know what I labeled him as? I labeled him as does nothing. <laughs> yeah, Rafa, Rafa. The only like by the time he got to the base, he was that thing. But uh, like that first like too long opening, in my opinion, too long opening. Like when he was like drunk on like the oat cart, whatever. Like. <laughs> It's like you were never together, mate. Grip. I was like, what is this? What is this issue? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know either. I totally agree with you. I I don't know what is with like at least Catalo did not have like this. Like it came off as like I have a crush on you. At least like it was, and that yeah. actually, and that's why. I actually love his storyline even more because the storyline has a plotline that has nothing to do with Aloy and like sound, seeming like yeah. he has to want to get with her. And it's Aloy so brought all the boys to the yard. Oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. damn right. <laughs> it's just it's so strange, and I don't, I don't. And this is where it's like, this is where. But if you notice, the writing got worse. Every single side character loves Aloy, because like then what's her name on from San Francisco? No, 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 no. I, I disagree. I push back in regards to love, not necessarily. I think Maybe each each love, character but... finds something in Aloy that they they gravitate admire. to and admire, admire. and want to admire. be. It just happens yeah. those two people that we mentioned seem to be the ones that want to get with her. 
but but can we uh before we get to the other character can we just get to the death of varro because i'm just curious on everyone's thoughts on it really quick because it is like supposed to be this big death this moving force because zoe is now pregnant with his baby and all of a sudden i was like oh okay you're pregnant congrats but like that didn't really and i don't know if aloy looked but hurt i don't know i couldn't tell i was trying to figure it out because i couldn't because i was like is is there something there what is she's jealous of this baby i don't know but anyway go ahead Raph. <laughs> they they moved on so quickly from that like it was okay so like it was as everyone knew like okay right this, this is the part of the current thing where someone dies okay so it was val who died okay i see but now we move on you know like it, it felt like every every other character expected that to happen at least someone to die and then they just moved on uh i like uh, to to talk a bit about varl i thought like, he was basic he was a stale character you know like he was so predictable but now that we we've been talking romance and how he did a an 180 on alloy and when with so like YOLO. <laughs> I mean, Varl. That's YOLO. <laughs> that, that's realistic. You, you, you normally don't see that in media, but that's a very normal and common thing. You're interested in someone, they they don't have the same, they, they, they don't share your feelings. You're not like, with some people, you really don't want to waste your time. So, oh, here's so. You know, yeah. like, you, you switch the flip, you go there, it worked, they made a baby. You know, like good for him. That that he's smart. He's well, he's, smart. he's dead. Like, he's, not good for him. He's dead now. And dead. And dead. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I do. I do want to. I just want to say one quick thing is like uh, I know I, I I know I said the quote of being like they had to kill the one black character, which I do think is still like a bad in bad taste. Uh, I do give the game credit though that they probably have the most diverse characters in general not just of your team like of the tribes i i see a very diverse group of people it well i i love to see games reflect that more often um because i i i think it i think it was very diverse i just hated that they had of all the characters they killed it had to be the black guy it just it just follows the trope so hardcore but anyways dan go ahead um i was a bit like uh, when he died, I was like, "What's the point of his death?" Like, I feel like, like he didn't really like. I don't know. He wasn't really doing anything particularly apart from like gonna go farm some land with Zoe and his new kid. Like, and you're like killing him off. All right, fair enough. You're gonna make it orphan another child. Fair play to you, Sony. Fair play. Um, but I kind of agree with you, Mitch. Like, it just was like, really, you're killing that character. I don't know. It just didn't really fit sit well with me. I think because we didn't really see the the Farzinas very often, it just seemed a bit random. I like I feel like if we'd had lots of fights against them, I'd kind of got it more. Like I felt like it was that fight, and then it was like the end game fight. And like like Evan said, I think they should have been speckled throughout the game, which I think maybe then would have made that more impactful, perhaps because we managed to beat them a few times. And now when it really mattered, one of our character, I don't know. I I, I, just think, I think the hmm. issue really comes into play with this is that Varl. If you did main story plot, you don't see him very much. You don't yeah. get a lot of him. The character is is not anything that is rememberable, remarkable, th- something that sticks with you. Obviously, right now, the only thing stuck with my brain is that he had a thing for Aloy. She didn't have a thing for him, and he found somebody else. Good for him, as, yeah. as, as Roth says. 
but yeah, but it doesn't but there was nothing that really stood out to him that like defined the character that really made me like this is i think this is the problem with the entire cast of your team is even the even the like i would say the only one that really felt as if i understood the character better was katalo the only character besides that i felt all the other side characters their loyalty missions meant nothing in in the in the larger scope of things um they just i and like if they kill katalo and i didn't and i was forced to do his side missions as main missions i probably would feel something more or if they cut off his other arm oh my god like make him double like no <laughs> arms on two ends like i would probably feel hard more emotion for it because of like how much he like found resolution in having just one arm and now he has to try to find resolution in two but Anyway, I'm digress, but I just I I really just felt they didn't flesh out these characters enough to really make me care, and so why kill one of them to make it a point that yeah. doesn't really make a point at all. Even Beta didn't feel like much to me. Um, the only thing Beta played off of, and I'll get to Evan after that really quick, is the only thing Beta plays off for me is um, is I feel like that is the perfect example of nature versus nurture. And just like I, I like the interplay that yeah. had with the characters in that way. But besides that, I had no affiliation for Beta either. I I don't know why. I have affiliation for Aloy. I really do connect with the character, and I think it's because we spend so much time with her, and she processes so much while she speaks a lot, while you're playing the game, while you're doing all the missions. She's very vocal about things, and so you really have an understanding of her. It's everyone else is so bland because you don't understand everyone else. Evan, thoughts? I know I spewed a lot. <laughs> this That's was my fine. big thing. Uh, on, <laughs> uh, on Varo, yeah, I think it, it, it kind of says something about a game when you can just kill any one of the main, uh, any one of the group, and it actually doesn't change how you feel about who dies. Like, imagine if it was Zoe or Eren, or it, I mean, that kind of says something about how they've ha hadn't, have not successfully developed the characters enough because it could have been Aaron right yeah would how you feel change like no. I it's the same it's the same it's like oh that sucks all right let's let's go on to the to the next mission well sorry so oh, I sorry. think that's the, um, the final yeah. thing that that, that the, the other reason is not because they're they're not developed but they're also just they just hang out at the at your at your home base. They don't go anywhere. They don't do anything. Yeah. So like I don't feel yeah. like they contribute. <laughs> no. Yeah. They're talking furniture. That's all talking furniture. they are. I like that. Uh, okay, sorry, Evan, continue. No, what are you talking about, off. Mitch? What are you talking about, Mitch? Aaron's there to play games of machine strike with you when you want to play a game. That's single game. Stupid fucking game with him absolutely not i played the exact two times you have to win to get the trophy and i never touched that horrible uh i loved it game again. I, that was the best uh, thing in the game in my opinion i was like i'm so i'm so hoping <laughs> that they kick like they did in the first game they kickstart a board game and turn it into a real game because i'll be on the kickstart list if they do i love machine strike yeah, yeah. i thought that was the one thing that was original and quite well thought out and the way the pieces moved in the landscape, I thought, yes, that's awesome. You've actually done something different. But it didn't go far enough, in my opinion. They could have done a lot more with it. 
But, uh, it, it, but I mean, and, and and the game just errand annoyed me because you could only play as like beginner level, and I was like, well, that's fucking bollocks. Uh, like you, he should have got better as the game progressed, in my opinion. But anyway, true. That would have been a nice detail to to yeah. uh, make get better and better, right? Because yeah, he's yeah. he's he's spending he's so much. There all day, not doing anything else but drinking and playing Machine Strike. Surely he should get better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does nothing the whole game except play with that board in 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 front of him. Like you'd imagine, like by the end of the game, he developed these six. But, that, uh, but that's why they couldn't kill him off. Because there'd be no one to play Machine Strike with in the base if they did. Just make, Very, make up some, someone else Barrow, also plays Machine Strike. Like, I know. You know Whereas Barrow was stood at the desk the whole time. So he just wasn't that character that character model in front of the desk anymore. Which I found quite it, amusing. Like, Obviously, okay, like, because uh, this will probably be the only time in, in this spoiler cast when we touch on, on, uh, on that uh, game, on that board game. Uh, it's a good game. Like it, I really liked it. It has it has like uh, good rules. It, yep. It's entertaining, but uh, and also like uh, Valhalla. Sorry, sorry to bring that in. Valhalla has a good uh, board game like that, you know. <laughs> but compared to, to some, you appreciate the effort. Like they yeah, made the board game within the game, and then you look at Gwent, which could have been the same thing that you ignore but they integrated that so well into the story like you get side quests where you care deeply about these two or three cards some character lost that no, were in no. let me correct you you do i could give two shits about gwent but Anyway, the machine strike I really enjoyed, and I like the fact that I could like get new character models, and you'd find little crafters that could make you new ones to strengthen your team. And like, I had a really good selection by the end. I had all these like different like pieces. My team was fantastic. I was yeah. Happy with it. Okay. It's, well, it's a... but Rafa, you're saying that they developed Gwent more than they did Machine Strike, yeah. and they could have done that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I agree with Rafa there. Yeah, like integrate it into the story. Like if you want people to yeah. play, like give them more opportunities as part of a as a, a meaningful story to uh, get players to play it more, and then eventually get hooked on it, because that's what Gwent did. And if you want to have yeah. mini games like this in your game, spend time on those story wise. Okay, um, so. Let me just get one one time around the room. I know we kind of said a lot. A lot of us said we didn't care about any of these characters, but I just want to hear your favorite team member. Um, I'll start. Uh, for me, I was looking at the list and I was asking myself, who would I feel sorry if they really died? Because anyone any one of them could die and you'd just be like, oh, I see. Uh, but I I would miss Aaron because I feel like he's the uh, comic relief <laughs> out of all of them. And uh, I, I enjoyed all conversations with him. And if he died, then I would be left with a mildly boring cast. You know, like uh, Varl and Zoe are always away in their room learning new languages and making babies. <laughs> Kotalo is all by himself. Oh, yeah, they're le learning new languages, all right. Okay. Yeah, the language I love. 
in the forest, yeah. Right? <laughs> in the forest. And with the, the with the land gods. We got a whole uh, Lion King moment. She's gonna hold him up to the land gods. The circle of life. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Go ahead. Who she's really focused on research, right? By the way, uh I made a note on Alva. Uh I think uh, to me, like based on uh, based on the voice actress Alison uh, J, uh, I think that's the best performance in the game. To me, oh, uh, I I have a different one, and you wouldn't expect of who it would be. It's not a main character though. Uh, let's hear it. Mine is the um, the hunt uh, the 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 merchant that sells you weapons um, in Alva's town where his brother was missing and he got killed yeah. on the tower. The voice actor is oh. so good on that scene, on that side mission. That is my favorite voice actor so far in, in the game. Yeah, I know one. which one you mean, but I, 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 I don't, I didn't make a note of that. Like, uh, I, I quite like, I quite expect. like the, the woman, the woman, what was her name? The one who you did your final, uh, like fight missions with up the top when you sat around the campfire. And then you walk, follow her up the hill, and then you fight them against her. Uh, what's that called? Oh, the, uh, all that the command. mission called? I can't remember what the mission's called. The the following, not the following, the rending. No, uh, don't remember the thing where you go, you do all the pits, and then you fight the the crazy woman in the forest, who's like the Don, and then you have to beat her. I can't remember what the mission's called. Yeah, I know I which one you mean. I I don't know her name. Um. Okay. You guys know. So, so I got, so I got yours. Sorry, I got to move you along, Rafa. So, so you got yours. Yours is Aaron, uh, Evan. Um, actually, thinking about it, I, I don't really care much about any of these side characters. But if I had to keep one, I think it would be Alva, just because I think the idea of the Quen is so interesting. Because uh, then, one thing it does show you is because on. You're in the United States, and then you realize, like, oh, sure, this post-post-apocalyptic world extends to the entirety of the world, and it's nice to bring in a culture and a, and a people from another place, and how their kind of whole religion revolves around uh, worshiping CEOs, which CEO. is, it's you know, CEO. it's sad. It's kind of a, it's, yeah, right, which is, took, and I, I said this as well on OTAPs, it took me way too long to realize what they were doing there. The C uh, the subtitles uh, is what told me. Quest. I didn't realize yeah. it until I was reading subtitles. I was like, CEO, oh, right. CEO. Oh, I got it. Okay, it's like, yeah, that took me too long. But I think Alva is the most interesting character because there's so many questions around her. And I, I just like the exchanges because, you know, like we were talking about how it would have been nice if the Zenith came back and they just, it was a... Clash, not in a clash per se, but just an exchange of just misunderstandings between two different cultures. That does happen with Elva because she's from a, comp a culture that completely, um, it's like, you know, it's it's like um, the Tower of uh, Babel, right? We all got displaced in different locations and we were, uh, we we developed different cultures completely separate from each other. Right. And and the way people will evolve, not, not evolve, but create societies and, and cultures and stuff it, it it's completely different if you're all separated and when you come together you kind of learn okay this is how you thought of this 
concept. This is how you thought. This is the yeah. religion that you created versus the one that we did. And I think that she brings that really interesting aspect of that to to this game with this kind of whole Tower of Babel type of thing. So yeah, I think I'll, she's the most interesting of all the characters. I'll go to Dan yeah. and then we'll uh, come back to me because I'll transition us to Ted Faro really quick before we move yeah, on to the after. Cool. This is all the character stuff. Uh, Al, and I'm, 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 in, I'm in agreement with Evan. Alva was the most interesting, and actually, of all the characters, if they were going to die, I'd have been more, I'd have been most gutted if Alva had died. In my opinion, I thought she was the most interesting character that we met. And obviously, I met her quite early on in my gameplay because I went and did the last mission first, and I was like, "This yeah. character's awesome." <laughs> and then that made me yeah. more intrigued to go over and try and fight, like even Wester, to like find her little outpost. Am I right in believing that they're basically from Hawaii? And like, and then they they've like no, got their ship to, no, it's a, to there, and then they went or not? No, it's it's actually San Francisco. It just uh, the no no part... that no that's that's San Francisco, but that's not where they're from. That's an away. They they've just set up camp from their ship to get them there. So when she talks about where they've come from with all their elders, that's like Hawaii, and they've shipped there with one elder and her, and then they did an onward mission back to the mainland again. So they've gone twice. That's why I go because otherwise. It's are, a you pretty shit her, are you talking about her? Her homeland. Yeah, talking about her homeland. Her homeland is homeland, San, yeah. Her homeland is in San Francisco. I don't think. No, it no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. no we, we never go to a homeland. Oh, like, sorry. Okay, sorry. You, you. It made it sound like we. The one you were talking about is the homeland of like where the where their home base. No, is. no, no. That's like and that's an away base. Oh, it's probably that's yes. It's probably it's probably Hawaii to be honest. It's probably yeah. That's I wonder. Some um. Maybe Japan, Japan or China or some Polynesian island, maybe okay, which is cool. a Taiwan, time, maybe right? or I mean, something. We, we don't know, but yeah, sure, yeah sure. Know. it's who knows. But basically, that's what I gathered. Yeah. So then, like, it was quite interesting to see them and the, set up the little base and like I don't know. I just thought her, she was they. That was the one side character that they really went heavy on. Like, I spent a lot of time in San Francisco discovering, like, doing a lot of side missions for the for them, the people, and with her. And like I just and I'll let you transition to the next thing in a minute, but like I just really enjoyed her things and her side missions a lot more than the other characters, which I thought could didn't have to have to be there. Well, I'm gonna be the third to in agreement with you fellas, because I do agree I did like Alva the most. And I do like Catalo a lot, but I do like Alva. I think what I think with the thing that I think we're all captivated by is she's similar to Aloy that the the curiosity and the innocence mm -hmm. of that curiosity is probably the thing that Aloy connects mm -hmm. to the most. And it, it seems to have a much more of a, of a easy banter that is very relatable between the two characters, which then makes her interesting as a character because Aloy is almost teaching her, but she also wants to learn and also brings a different perspective for her. So I think that's I think that's the big element that makes her probably the more fascinating character of all of them because she already has the initial information about the focus. It's not Aloy teaching them about focus. They are, she already knows. So she already has a a base that Aloy understands, which then makes the conversations with her so much easier and so much more lively um, than just being very blunt of like this is how you use a focus. This is a, talk to Gaia. Gaia will teach you everything. This is a more of like, oh, your focus is out of date. Oh, you just don't have that kind of data. Here's the how do you get that kind of data? Here's the data for that. 
and then they talk about the data together and they both have a similar understanding of how it functions and i think that's what's really fascinating um which leads to the most interesting mission of them of theirs which i think is real fascinating is hearing the fate of hearing the fate of ted farrow which i am still pissed they don't show him because i did want to see what he looked like Pissed off. I wanted to I was, see I what he looked come like. Out of, right, like some like googly thing. Yeah, I was. I was like, they're gonna do it behind a bloody wall. I was like, really pissed me off. Yeah, that did piss me <laughs> off. I, was like, I wanted I was to like, see super him. Super invested in that side mission, like with all the recordings and listening to how he went crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I was listening to them all too. I was like, because it kept yeah. getting worse. It was like. Because it's the doctor, you find it's the doctor's daughter, the one that recording yeah. all the things, and the doctor is trying yeah. to keep him alive as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah. They end oh, up yeah. stopping and just saying, "We're not going to help you anymore." She convinces uh, him to yeah. quit, and then all oh, that's just leading up to that moment with all those recordings is probably one of the best missions of the entire game, and in my opinion, yeah. and it is so good. Really but it's so disappointing you don't see what he looks like. Yeah. 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 But, but I, I think it was a, a, a nice little thing that you get to see and fight the corruptors. You know, like there are two corruptors in that section of oh, the, of the shout out to the like, first game. Yeah, that's super great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those those have given me so much trouble in the first game and in this one, like I'm just ending them. I'm totaling <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good uh, that's a good point. Yeah. It you shows get, how you far you've come. Them. Yeah. 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 Quick, quick shout out to uh, two other characters be- before moving forward. Uh, the because you reminded me when uh, when you mentioned how Aloy was so comfortable to nerd out uh, uh, next to Alva because she also was uh, knowledgeable of all these things. Uh, it reminded me when she met the I don't know the, were they brothers in in the desert. Like uh, in the section where you go underwater in the casino oh, in, in I, Vegas, I didn't like them. I did not like them. No, no. I, I like that was the first time uh, Aloy clicked. It had like the, the, this this uh, shine in her eyes that someone was getting her. You know, like yeah, like and and we and we could put these pieces together and we could get this part from this other thing and then it would work. And that that was that was nice to see there for for a second. Um, they they. To me, they were interesting characters. I, I like the the synergy between them. I, get I agree. You, I get what you mean. I think the thing that made me not <laughs> like it as much is the fact that when she's talking about these elements, I don't understand what she means. Uh, like I know what she means of the parts, but how they function and why she's selecting those parts mean nothing to me. And so it's very hard to follow as a person uh, to be like, well, why did you pick that piece to like put into the rebreather? Like, I don't get it. But at the, least, at least, was... at least in Alva, like when they talked about things, it's things I know and like things that I can follow. And when they, they was talking with like with the guys about the parts and stuff, I was not following that. Especially with, like same thing with like Beta when they had a moment where Beta was like with capturing Hephaestus and like Beta was trying to fix the container and they were talking about things you could do to fix it. I'm like. I don't know what the hell these pieces are. Do that, whatever. I, I don't think it means. Anything. I mean, I, I think it's just it's it's technological mumble jumble that you can just not pay attention to and, and wave away at, but like, I because it's, know. it doesn't exist. It doesn't make sense. Uh, do you? I, I think do. that's not that's not the point of those scenes. It's I do. Like, but, but it's it, also like you, not based in like real technology, so it doesn't really matter. But I guess you, you could know? say this as simple as like when when um 
when you like talk about well i think they did it a little bit better in the beta section because then they were like oh i need something stronger well why don't you try the muscle of this machine because the muscle's strong i like she added a little bit of explanation on like why did you choose that part where in the rebreather scene they didn't pick, they didn't tell you anything about why they picked that specific piece and so i was just very much out of it uh, I don't know, man. I, she she puts something on her mouth and she can breathe underwater. I don't have to worry about a fucking uh, oxygen gauge. Like, uh, who gives a shit what the f- the thing is made out of? Like, I can breathe underwater. Thank God. That's Did anyone do any underwater exploration before they got the rebreather? Oh yeah, I tried to do as much as possible. I tried to break the game trying to do it. As like, I, 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 I died many times you. trying to do things I, I shouldn't have done. It. I'm asking Mitch because my brother did that. He's like, oh, I discovered all these things in these caves. And I was, he's like, I nearly died a few times. And I did. And I was like, oh. I was like, well, if you wait for a bit. You might have something that will help you out. And he's like, okay. Well, well, they give you a they give you a very, very blatant hint once you die a few times saying like, oh, I probably don't have the equipment for this yet. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Don't, don't have that shit show up in the beginning of the game. Have those have those areas show up later so like what I, I forgot yeah. like how much was left over like yeah. there's so much in the um the daunt yeah that yeah. you can't yeah. that, that you have to go back to i'm like why put it there then like i, I just like put it later like what it's, is what are you fucking doing like the daunt should only be for tutorial purposes metroidvania yeah it's a metroidvania it, the game's too thing. fucking big for that because you forget, you forget what you're supposed to do. You forget where that shit is. There's at least two caves. I have no idea where they are. I don't remember where they are that I didn't complete. Oh well. Well, all right. I'm let's. Saying I'm deeply. It seems the um no, uh, it's funny. I oh, know the what talk saying on the two guys that thing you mentioned. Las Vegas, I thought was amazing when you got the lights turned on. So the like visuals that. there, I that thought were cool. incredible. At nighttime, when you went into the desert. And like the like, it was really cool. I thought that was really. And Ber- really cool. Berkoff will never play this game. Yep. What a what a what a shame. The guy that lives, La- Mr. Las Vegas himself, will yeah, never really, know really how cool it is. is. And the best part is like, uh, my my favorite part of that scene is like, I really do like that scene with the lights and stuff. Is I like mm-hmm. how they talked about what they're gonna do in the city, which basically said what Vegas is. Being like, yeah, we'll have yeah. some entertainment, we'll have some food, why don't we play <laughs> right. some games? Right. And I'm like, oh my god, they're just making yeah. Vegas all over again. All right, yeah. moving on. Right. Unless, Rafa, did you have one more character you wanted to quick shout out? That was all. Okay, cool. All right, well, we got two last chunks, and then we're all done, and these actually will go by pretty quick. I want to talk about machines, fellas, and I want yeah, two things that. from you. I want your favorite machine of the game, just one. And then I want, what machine do you want in the next game? So I I can go first just to let you guys think about it if you haven't thought about it yet. Uh, My favorite machine was the Sea Dragon. uh, That looks like the one that looks like Lapras. (laughs) Yeah, the Tide Rippers. Yes, that was my favorite one uh, because it reminds me of Lapras. I I liked how it wasn't too difficult, but... but it definitely was difficult, and I do like I I, I liked the uh, um what's whatever uh I like the balance it had with its difficulty um and and certain areas where I did feel really satisfied when I could uh especially explode certain canisters especially up in the neck area I was really satisfied with that um, what I want I want a freaking dragon I want a dragon 
with They're wings. not real though. That's that's the problem. It doesn't have to real. be. It does. Because I think because all the, the creatures are based in reality, are they not? Yeah. They, yeah, the who says they have to be? The riptide, they do. The riptide uh, is a dinosaur. It's a diplodocus. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that, Dan, but like it doesn't say, like anywhere in the game, it does not say it has to be based off a living creature. Yeah, but how are they going to build a dragon when they've got no, like. I, I think. I, well, do you know how far advanced their technology whole... is? Do they not have, like, yeah. like Artemis, whatever that thing is that has the history books of thousands of years old of information? Yeah. They could have a dragon freaking somewhere. So the, I think the whole the whole point of all the creatures is that they're real creatures that are tied to Earth because they can yeah. te properly terraform yeah, is the thing. A, a dragon is not real, so it couldn't terraform the way that it's supposed to work, right? Well, I say screw the rules. We have a giant nemesis being thingy that's a bunch of human minds coming down to Earth. I want a fucking dragon, and I want to ride it. Yeah, maybe Nemesis turns itself into a dragon. Like, you never yeah. know. Who, cares? Who knows? I want off where the cauldrons are infested with science fiction literature or I don't know like that. and they produce the creatures in that piece of literature because they like they received all these uh, things okay well things but what if you give them fictional yeah data yeah what if yeah what if like Aloy reads a book and says like this is a motherfucking dragon Gaia give me a motherfucking dragon because this thing looks badass to beat nemesis with and then right. and then Gaia says fuck yeah I'm gonna make you a dragon motherfucking dragon all right let's keep going but actually Ra wait hold on Evan, Ra Rafa Evan, has a really Evan, good point uh, well I'll go to Rafa you Rafa has so a good point no I was gonna let you well Evan I'm gonna let you speak and then you gotta say yours so that's what okay. I'm trying to do I'm trying to help okay. you here my friend okay and you're cutting I me off <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. All right, go it's ahead. It's my fault. Yeah, it's all your fault. Go ahead. Well, no, Rafa brought up a good point where they could have their cake and eat it too. Where necessarily, um, it doesn't make sense for for the machines to create fictional creatures. But what if they whatever write it away where like the wires got crossed and that the 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 data that they were pulling from was fictional creatures and they were creating those in a cauldron or something like that and you could have this crazy cauldron where there are dragons or some other crazy stuff and you're like holy shit this is fucking awesome that so that is a option for having your cake and eating it too i, th I actually never thought about that and i think that's really a great idea for 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 a moment or maybe the cauldron spills out well, into the gonna, real world oh, sorry and, and then mitch oh, then then your dragon is is it makes sense well i was gonna say yeah. like my sea dragon one i like is not based on it's like half based off a real creature half based off not a real creature because it looks like lapras no it looks well, like it looks like lapras but it's based off a of plesiosaurus is it yeah plesiosaurus and yeah. lapras is based off a of plesiosaurus oh, okay like, they're all based off dinosaurs all right Evan, um, what's yours what's your dinosaur what's your what's your what's your favorite and then what's one you want and then what you want in the next game and then i'll go to dan actually i was i was gonna say like i really like the tide ripper especially the las vegas fight mitch first time the tide ripper jumps out of the water it, it just it was one of those emergent gameplay things where the, yeah. the fight itself specifically how i dealt with it was just very, really really cool i wasn't at that point in the game where i was too powerful so i like by the skin of my teeth i got through that fight and i kept spinning my wheel to figure out what what arrows and and what i could use to t take care of it um so the tide ripper is awesome the dreadwing is another one the bat you creature. only get one 
We only got time for one. Uh, okay, fine. What do you want in the next game? All right, fine. You choose the 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 Tide Ripper. I'll choose the Dreadwing. I okay. I just thought the Dreadwing, the a giant bat, was really really cool. Although like there was a issue with the game. Like if you hit a um, a flying creature in its criti critical point, if you crit it, it would jump. It would it would slam down, and if it was too close to the ground, it would clip through the ground and disappear, which annoyed me when I was trying to do trophies. But I would say, as we were bringing up um, earlier, there's like there's no like giant cat creatures. I know the um, what is the the one uh, Mitch? Because you recently played the Frozen Wilds. What is the kind of like? Is it a giant wolf? Is that what it's that bear one that? It's the bear that you. No. No, so th there was a bear, and there was another one as well. There's the saber-toothed tiger, which is a which is a cat. Oh yeah, there is. But there's also. I thought it was a lion. I thought it was more of a lion than a. I don't think it's a lion. I think there's a machine that. But anyway, anyway, go to the what's your what's your future one? Okay, so I was gonna say a tiger, but that's a cat, and I don't like cats, so I want a. Okay, I'll go. You know what, Mitch? I, I, I'm bouncing off of what you said about the dragon, and then Rafa gave us an excuse to use um, imaginary creatures from this cauldron. Uh, Cerebus, a, th what's better than one dog? A dog <laughs> with three heads, essentially three dogs in one. Um, I wanted cool. to start making fictional. Uh, oh, three different elements from, it like, shoots out of its mouth: yeah. fire, ice, yeah, and like lightning, or something. All right, really Dan, like your that. turn. Um, my favorite was probably the. I like the elephant. I know they were a bit cumbersome and a bit silly, but I did like the elephant. I thought they were cool. I also quite liked, like, I like the elemental differences which you came across, like how you came across like the bear in like the in the in the in like the snow. So it was like a it was like a snow bear, and then there was a yeah. fire bear. I did like the fact they were like mixing and matching that, but probably I would say the elephant was my favourite. In terms of next game, um, I would probably oh, I liked your two ideas. Let me think. Um, maybe like oh, I'm not really sure. Really, uh, come back to you. Like a pigeon. Come back to you. I'm going to like Rafa. Rafa, hey, what's your what's, what's your two? Uh, um, so mine is the roller back. Uh, I chose yeah. mine based on how much fun I had to fight the machine. So I had a lot of fun with the roller back because it has all these plates. And something that's really impressive from a technical standpoint is that all the parts that are uh, flying away from machines, they have collision. Mm -hmm. Because at one point I was Many times I was fighting machines, Machines, I would get them to uh, explode in parts during the fight. And when I was when I was throwing um, shredder gauntlet discs, I would see the disc hit the plate that was in midair and go somewhere else. And of mm -hmm. course, that was that was frustrating at times. But I like that. I like that uh, they, 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 they gave weight to those plates. So what happens with the roller back? Because the the plates have collision both when you are fighting it and then and when they uh, they are flying away is that you can get the disc trapped inside the body of the roller back especially mm. when it comes rolling 
to you. Mm. So you can inflict a lot of damage. I did so much critical uh, acid damage because that's that's the the gauntlet I um, I got like a really really powerful gauntlet w- which was inflicting acid damage, and uh, yeah that I, I, that was always satisfying to um, to use against these rollerbacks. So yeah, that's my favorite machine. Now, what I would think it would be hilarious to see in the next game, I would like to see them do a sloth. You know, like <laughs> yeah. You know, like, how would you make this animal, like, interesting in that way? Like, that, I, I leave it, I leave it up to them. But I was thinking, like, you, you roam through these, you explore these forests, and out of nowhere, a sloth just falls on you. You know, like you don't, see them. <laughs> you can't see them. Like they, they just fall off the branches, like in in the real world. Uh, where they unfortunately die, but let's say that's their like combat move. Like they they just drop on you, and then I don't know. They they have wheels and move faster. I don't. Know. You saying <laughs> that makes me want to have a koala bear. Yeah, I was thinking bear. koala or like panda or something like that. And it would like hang from the trees and like it plants trees yeah. and stuff. And then what would happen is it would pull off the tree and like swing at you while it's eating it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how how come they they don't they didn't make anything with wheels? Like I, Aloy could have used like a cauldron to make herself a motorbike. <laughs> no, not, you, you not, have to ride. Not you yet. Ride. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe the third game. All right, let's get to okay the last kind of section, which is sequel. It was broken up in two parts, so make this. We're gonna make this quick as possible, but yet still in depth uh i will we'll just go around the room with plot what um what do you want and what do you think will happen and try to keep us like decently short okay um i want something a bit more kind of impactful and my decisions have impact. Not completely, because I realize it has to be like, but I want little tidbits of me doing something in the game, especially with all the side missions, because it's going to be an open world game, I would expect. Uh, so I want some of that to have some kind of impact on the story. I'm not saying it will, like, dist- there's no, I'm not saying it will block you from finishing it, do you know what I mean? Like, you'll still be able to finish it, whether you, whatever choice you take, but the choice you make have actually some form of impact rather than this game where they gave you the illusion of choice, but it meant nothing. That'd be quite nice. Um, but what I do think, I think it's going to be an absolute car crash. I am very little. Sim- <laughs> I, I, from what they've set up, I actually have no desire to play the third game, and I might change my mind when I see it. But right now, I went from from the first game to being I must play the second game to now going. I'd rather Gorilla go and make something completely different. That's how I feel. I don't think there needs to be a third game. I'm not. I don't really give a t- toss if this thing comes and destroys the world or not. That's kind of how I feel. It's really like I was. I'm really sad that they've done that, but that's how I feel. Like I feel like actually, look what you did with Horizon when you first did that. Maybe go make something else because you're just bringing out the same garbage over and over again. And you didn't. And I don't trust you now to make enough changes to make. Otherwise, I'm going to play a third game and I have less of an opinion of the third game as I did the second game. So we'll see. I might. I probably will be wrong, but I've I've lost a bit of. Um, I've I've lost a bit of faith I had in 
uh, gorilla. That's what I'd say from this um, game. Before I before I say mine, because I'm going to piggyback off you. Oh, taps. You had two people on your podcast. I have four, and I'm getting it done in half the time. Just saying. Uh, he's he's saying we're almost going three hours. If you did not know, Evan already talked about this game. So Evan has technically talked about this game for almost a full whop in five hours. But just saying, uh, oh, taps. We're almost on three hours, and I got four people's opinion, not just two. Suck it. Anyway, <laughs> um, what I'm going to say is uh, I am picking back off you, Dan, a little bit. I'm not going as extreme. I am worried. I am worried yeah. because this is very – this plot point reminds me of Assassin's Creed in a bad way. You know, when Assassin's Creed all of a sudden started to play with more of the – the futuristic stuff especially in the second game and they left you with that 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 um that cliffhanger of being like oh the 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 promethean people or whatever the first ones whatever all of a sudden it's like oh my god now this game got too way too complicated and it didn't have to be this complicated that's where i feel like this game is coming up coming into um now, I don't want it where Dan is saying, like, have, my choices have matter and all that kind of stuff. I kind of like having it the way it is currently. I just, I wish they didn't give me have give me a choice with the Regala thing. I don't mind having choices with how I choose to speak dialogue-wise and things still staying relatively the same. Um, I rather trust them with having a set, especially with something like this, having a clear plot and knowing exactly how it's going to start an end that's really what i want i do not want anything where i can deter from that because it's just going to get real messy real quick um so um i don't know what's going to happen i obviously think they're going to stop whatever's coming but because i don't have any idea what the heck this nemesis thing is um i really hope it's just not a mass effect 3 where it's this thing is coming this thing is coming and then when we get to the point where the thing actually happens it's quite disappointing because it's only like a small section of the game like it's the they put themselves in a corner that i don't think is very good uh rafa yeah i um i'll i'll also piggyback on you because you mentioned mass effect 3 i want them to go big i want them to destroy earth in the first in the prologue and then you go to other like to other places like something extreme something big take risks don't give me a story where all the game i'm i'm going to these places to collect parts to make this huge weapon that eventually uh or bring the tribes what... together i'm enough talking to people about shit <laughs> yeah, yeah right uh meaningful choices for the for the for the next game if you're giving me if you're giving me a uh, dialogue uh, three options uh make them matter give utility to my crew members so that when my decisions impact who stays alive i feel it in combat right i i don't be, of course i don't want this to turn into a jrpg with characters having stats but give them unique perks that are non-upgradable that make my life a lot easier so that when i lose them I it, it literally hurts me. Like okay, I now can't use healing mid fight because this character's not here. Or whatever. I don't know. Like I, I I don't design these games, but give them give like something something soft, something 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 that 
that's almost uh, unnoticeable while it's there, but it's noticeable when when it's gone. Uh, that's what I like to see. But from because we're talking plot, something very very important. They pulled a far cry on this uh, on on this one because they introduced the villains in the beginning and they only brought them back towards the end. Like no, spread spread out throughout throughout the entire game. Uh, did because I, I I feel like they they were cheating. Like they they had me dragged through all this game just to get a tiny little bit of content I was interested uh, only only at the end. Evan. Um, oh, sorry. I was just going to answer that. All right. Um. So, actually, attaching something to what Rafa was saying, I think it would be a big mistake to. It, it but this is, seems like what they're doing is they introduce Nemesis, and not only is that a stupid name because it's way too on the nose. Like, please think of a better name. Please for don't the say ultimate stars. Evil. Please don't go stars yeah, when yeah, it right, shows yeah. up. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, so our collective consciousness of all the Zenith, uh, we, 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 we co-opted the name bad guy and bad guy is going to come to earth and it's like, okay, whatever. But yeah, for being I a thousand hope... years old, you could come up with a better name than nemesis. Yeah, <laughs> is there not... like, like I, said, I was talking with OTAPs, like there was no billionaire writer in your crew and the new planet that could have thought of an, like an awesome name for <laughs> whatever this, I would like, have taken evil... anomaly entity is right right um so one thing i don't like is in the 11th hour introducing a new big baddie that's uh kind of a disappointment so now that you introduce them the biggest mistake you could make is not showing them until the very end of the third game as rafa was saying right uh it, it's it's this mass effect 3 thing again as we're just saying like okay but at least they introduced like the re the the i always mick makes fun of me all the time because i can't think of the name is it the reavers or the reapers 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 yeah. thank you what's a reaver so um, don't do can that just, can i just make one point what why yeah go ahead dan i will change the map but like she's got her base now so she just can up and move her base for the next game, or are we just going to be stuck in this Forbidden West world for the next game? No, man. Well, All you do is like, put Gaia, yeah. Gaia in like a a, a cylinder and then kind of thing and take her everywhere. Well, so Gaia, yeah, Gaia might have to go somewhere but, else, though. Gaia might have yeah, to like to upload somewhere but else. But that's what but that's what worries me with Evans. What Evan was saying is we're not going to see this big bad to the end of the third game no, because like they didn't make it, make it noted that they have to go somewhere else. Two thingy guys. So we either start the game like going somewhere, having to go somewhere to fight it, or yeah, I just I don't know. I just and also I don't know what kind of landscape they're gonna go to next. Like, like oh, okay, get, so are they gonna get in one of the Gwent but or the Gwen Gwen boats and go travel like west and end up in like ancient China? I don't know. It'd be interesting. You have to go yeah, to so, each so, continent. Yeah. Well, uh, right. Okay, so like Nemesis is coming, and so it, there's a ticking clock element to the third game. It would be a shame if you don't know anything more about Nemesis until the very end of the game, and there's a massive exposition dump, and then you fight it. That's a huge mistake. I don't think they should do that. They should intersperse elements of this uh, immediately, or Nemesis gets there earlier than um, anticipated, you know, like... Um, a sixth of the way through the game, and then the ch the plans change, and they have to do something else. 
uh, either well, go to you're, space. You're already putting yourself in a pickle because, like, this is this is my issue and this is why I'm worried because it's an open world game. Ticking time bomb plot lines are bad in open world games because what's the point of an open world game? I want to explore everywhere. I'm going to take my time. Right. I'm going to go everywhere. The the urgency is completely lost way. always in an open world game. It never works. So why which do it why, now and put yourself in that is, corner? Which is one of my criticisms of um, Red Dead 2 um, is because like you can go out and like spend like two in-game weeks like in the wilderness and then you come back to your camp and it's like Hey, I saw you yesterday. And it's like, no, you didn't. And it's like, because, it's... like, like, it's like, well, no, that's not, I've been away for like, I've had like nights, day, night cycles for like, been hunting in the north it, and there's no recognition. It's, 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 right. it's half the reason Mass Effect 3 was such a failure in some aspects is because you had the, the Reapers are on Earth. They're destroying Earth as we speak. Oh, I'm going to go to this planet. Oh, I'm going to go to this planet. I'm going to go explore here. And then, oh, I'm trying to get everybody together. But by the time I get there, Earth is probably already half completely destroyed and not worth saving. I might as well go do something else with my time. It's just, yeah, it's just, I, I just, I'm so scared. I, I get what you say. Yeah. Because you can't do it in any way else. So they just do it regardless of it being a uh, emergency. Well, I know, I know, people would have been angry, but I would have heard if they just got in the ship and flown somewhere else. Like I know that would have been the cop out, but at least they could have like they they're like then they're not then they're not like circumstant to this big bad coming to earth. And I think having that lying over them over the next plot is gonna just I think it's gonna ruin the game. They might do something amazing and I might be eating my words in five or whatever I years time. To be honest, but I worry. I to worry. be honest, based off the just, writing of this game, how they did the plot lines in this one game, I'm worried. Because if if yeah. it wasn't if it wasn't this inconsistent and not good in a lot of aspects of the writing and the plot lines and everything like that and the overall arching story I would not be, I wouldn't be as worried, but now that that's the way it is and they put themselves in the corner with the choices they made, now I'm worried. They could intercept the Nemesis uh, in a place that's not Earth, either a new planet or a ship they build. Well, they made it very I think they're going quick, to but they made it very clear that they point. can't, there is no other planet that is habitable like earth's atmosphere so the only way to like make it work in space is like you would have to fight in the spaceship but like gravity is normal mario odyssey <laughs> on the moon nemesis versus aloy come on let's right, let's, final, let's do it final thing what is the type of gameplay you want added to the game next time for the next <laughs> game I'm, I'm. I'll go first. Go ahead. So I can go. Um. I'll like. I like it how it is now. I want more customization. I want transmog. I want to be able to wear anything I like. Uh. I want meaningful tools to be introduced as early as possible. I hate it so much that you cannot start flying until the very mm -hmm. end of the game. And by the time I got there, I already had all the fast travel points unlocked. So it made absolutely no sense for me to try to stay in the air and get from point A to B. That was so yeah. frustrating. 
that would have OTAPs. OTAPs in chat says uh, ban fast traveling, Rafa. <laughs> no, because I honestly flying lost its luster with in ten minutes. Because <laughs> it's I not interesting. So, I had so many backpacks and materials to craft them. Like I had, I had over ten thousand. I'm not kidding. I had over ten thousand branches. At one, I I had to use them on something. So I just didn't care how many backpacks I made. I think I burned through through over a hundred of them right so do that please allow me to to fly to go underwater from the very beginning like in the prologue i don't know how like but pace those better because it was frustrating like i was because after a while in these open world games you go like okay i'm stop i i'll stop doing story missions or side quests i just want to clear the map and no oh you cannot uh you cannot explode this thing right now because you don't have god knows what you cannot break this metal flower because it like everything was locked i couldn't go anywhere to explore and i get it like it incentivized progression but i was so out of options when it came to exploration because nothing worked nothing worked like i'm i'm fine if it's just like 15% of the things that I'm trying to get to, but it was over a half and it made, I think this is why I, I wait, this is why it took me so long to beat the game because I spent so much time traveling on foot and while riding on to all these locations only to get there for nothing because I couldn't access them. So it was wasted time. Um, so um, yeah, I um. think, yeah, that that that's what I want to see gameplay wise. I think I think the combat is fine. It, it was very enjoyable. I want something that allows me, if I'm really really skilled, to one hit kill enemies or do like an eighty percent critical damage because fights took so long. Like while they are fun, uh, actually, I, Rafa, I feel... there, to answer your question, there is a way to do that. Um, you have to get to each each machine's internal core. Um, it's just very difficult. You, there's specific locations you have to pop off to oh, expose it. And if you can shoot oh. it, then you can knock off extreme damage. Yeah. Yeah. Only the head yeah. works some, and uh, I don't know, towards... But to, to get, it takes a while. Can I, can I like, make back. it quicker? Yeah, no, I get I you. The, um, what I would, All right, Dan. Um, what I want to say is the fact that um oh god now i've gone blank oh fucking hell i was thinking i thinking my point now it's gone well of course i always want rts things in my in these games you want to command an i was i was gonna say is dan gonna say oh, i, I want to uh, command, command an army of robots of machines thank yeah. you very much yeah like yeah. happily i'd love to do that not not overarching but i'd like to do that for in a little part but that's fine i was a bit disappointed there wasn't that in this game but um no, there was something I really wanted to talk about, and now I've gone blank. Well, I'll go to Evan, and we'll come go back to, to you Evan if you can anything? think of it. Evan, go ahead. What do you want in the next game? Uh, S simply strip the game down. I, I don't think you have to add anything. I think you should. I appreciate something like the sharpshooter bow oh, and the hunter bow. I get that. That's fine. However, I don't want to slow down time and go through my weapon wheel and accidentally choose 
a ammo that I don't want and not realize that I'm th I'm shooting the, the wrong ammo at an enemy after four. Like, how about I do have the hunter bow and the sharpshooter bow, and then I can pick which arrows that I put into that bow. The arrows it's are not the things you buy, the not the bow. Itself. Yep. Yeah. And then it just you don't have this whole thing where like you just you go to these different these uh these uh hunters that are selling like things I'm just like this is like slightly better than the other one but the only reason is because it also has like ice just and strip it's not that fully upgraded down. yet because it's oh, it's, yeah. it's 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 a little weaker but eventually it'll be stronger if you upgrade it all the way completely strip out half of all the crafting shit in this game I'm so sick Everything in this game is crafting. It doesn't matter what you do. It's crafting. And you know what? You can do all the side quests in the game, and what you have is still not good enough to craft anything because you have to go out of your way for... Like, how about if your whole entire game is crafting, how about all your side quests are side quests where the, where the ultimate, you know, the, the enemy that you're fa facing Gives you the is... Gives you the shit that you need for the ultimate stuff. How about that? No, I did every fucking side quest in this game, and I still had zero elements to upgrade like my the the ultimate armor and stuff. And and just like everything you do in this game requires crafting. It's crafting layered on crafting. Wait. Just strip it down. I get what I'm, they're doing, but it's way too much. It's way too much busy work, and you're already fighting enemies in every single side quest. And then on top of that, you have to go out of your way to do uh, fight enemies to get crafting stuff. For I just like just strip it down. With with Don't that being said, with that being said, I'll go to you, Dan, just a second. I just wanted to just uh, piggyback off Evan just really quick, just to say like one thing you I do. One thing I do appreciate though is that they uh, they do allow um, like if you want to upgrade something, you can make it its own mission. I do appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. that they let you do that in comparison. I do appreciate that. I get you. But in comparison to not offering you an option at all of having to try to track it down yourself and not knowing yeah, of, like which location is it in, like at least it does that for you. And I appreciate that. And it gives me enough information to know what do I need? How do I get it? And how do I receive it? Uh, Dan, go ahead. Um, what I was going to say is in this third game, if she goes on another adventure, and Ham somehow loses all her fucking gear again. I'm gonna check oh, the game yeah. out the fucking window. Sorry. Classic like, they Metroid. Did, they did you lose great, all your shit. Yeah. They, they did a great job in the DLC of the first game, like making it hard and challenging, but you keeping everything. And like, Anything. like if if we start a new game and you can't fly anymore and you can't like breathe underwater again, I'll be like, go fuck yourself, and that's the game to end with him. Like, yes, right. it's a load of fucking bollocks. You either have yeah. got the spear that get like, oh, I fell into some trouble and I lost all my sh gear. Fuck off. Well, Sorry, probably really probably the only that way I could see that they do that to you is if Nemesis showed up right at the beginning of the game and took all your shit. Yeah, that's so bad though. They, they, they probably will bloody that's... do that because they're a bunch of assholes. But um, no, that really that really annoyed me. Like I was like, I get that you need to still have progression, but they could have leveled it in a way that maybe not all of the stuff, but like you should have at least had your like like sh I think you should have had the body shield to be honest. Yeah, like, uh, no, I I, I don't dis I don't disagree with you at all. Like, there was I... nothing. There was nothing as good as that armor from the first game in this game. You could get, like, the level up and use, like, press the button as the extra and level it up. 
but I would have rather them made the enemies harder and me have that shield. And, and also then level up that shield quality. And also with it, like I I agree with you because I really liked that shield first off. It was the coolest piece of armor you could get in the game. And I also thought the frozen wilds did a good job of saying like certain types of um would break through the shield yeah and so that's the sacrifice you make is like if you want to have that armor you will be at risk in this type and maybe they'll increase the type uh, amount of enemy types that have that type of uh, effect um i actually could have done but they could why i was thinking they could have let you then explore like in the first game and level up that armor like it could have been weak at the beginning because you're in a new world, like new area. Yeah. But then as you went through, you could have leveled that armor. I'd have much appreciated that than getting random clothing, which made me look like an absolute fool, like the one with a bonnet or whatever. I, I, like, I don't want to put that armor on. I just didn't bother. I, I literally agree. just didn't bother putting on. I didn't even give a shit about the armor. Like, I, for the I, last first game, I was a lot more into like collect, making the armor good. In this game, I was like, "Fuck the armor." I, I, I only did the it's Nora good. armor, and I got the yeah. upgraded one. So I and that one looked better. The other ones all looked, yeah, looked like a fool. Um, yeah. And last end with me. Uh, I would say I, I'm more on the Evan side. I think they added way too much to this game, and I think they do need mm. to strip a lot of things down. Um, I'm not as critical on how much to strip down that Evan would want. I want I'll probably say I'd, I'd be a happy medium between Evan's side and what the game is currently. Um, I because I think they have a really good base here. I just think they they built on the wrong things or the things they tried to build on just didn't work or function how I think they wanted it to. Um, like the climbing, I know we didn't get to that, but like something like the climbing, um, and you know, I I I see where you guys are saying with the teammates and like maybe yeah, do they join you in battle? Uh, and I'm playing Guardians of the Galaxy recently, and I don't. In my mind, I really just hope if they did, if they involved them, I don't want a combat system like that. I don't want to give them commands. I don't want. I I think Aloy is 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 as character best as a loner, and her and it part oh, yeah. of the part of the game is her progress in learning to open up and involve others in her life, and I think the gameplay already does a pretty good job of involving other people. I think maybe you'll do more missions with other people in this game, which I'm more than happy to do. Um, but I, I don't want anything with like, I, I'm fine with choosing your verbiage of your language leading to the same story plot of choice. I think it's fine. I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, I have an issue with having the Regala choice and then saying like, why, why did you even do that when clearly that isn't a, a staple in what you've done before and it makes no sense to me of why you did it there um so i would just go back to what you did before which is the three choices give me three different dialogue choices i'm fine with sharing however choice i want to share and that's it um but yeah yeah strip it yeah, down one final i'll make it quick uh because i held on to this point uh <laughs> until we got here i want for the next game them to remove all invisible walls let me climb anywhere I wanted to, and account for me going to certain locations before I was needed to. The The first mm -hmm. part of the game introduced the Tanakh as, as these, like, madmen, rabid fighters, you know, that are 100% hostile. I, I tried to go to San Francisco uh, when I was still in the first third of the game. I just I just went. I want to see how, how, how it looks like. 
uh i got to this main tanakh base whatever uh another one uh another one with the second act of the game much much further to the mm. to the west they i was expecting like hostility i was expecting everyone to attack me but no they were all pacifists they 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 were pretty cool people right and then i tried to break the barrier by swimming and to go to um san francisco again i couldn't glitch through that it was impossible i don't think i don't even think you can fly there you still have to get down no, the you can't fly there you gotta get on the boat yeah and then you come on this is this is not ps3 uh <laughs> well it is ps4 so it might be P uh, it must be a ps5 only feature that is available yeah. but they couldn't do it on ps4 exploration so Stop. I I I think I think in the end I'm very curious once they make this next one um, if what what the limitations we have complaints about this game is because they made it for PS4 as well. I think that's what I worry. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm just, so uh, the only thing I'm worried I'm just, about in terms of storyline is that's what you said. The fact they pitch themselves against this like entity. That's the only thing that worries me about the second game. In terms so, of, I, I so at least in the play. second, at least in the third, this third game, the one thing I, do, I feel a little bit hope in is that it's only being made for PS5 and therefore does d it allows their constraints to not be as limiting as they were before. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we did a lot. We covered a lot. We did not go three hours, OTAPs, like you did with Evan, but we went two hours and like, 30 something minutes so uh thank you for joining us if you joined us through all the way through and you liked the content go ahead and follow us on twitter at pixel underscore pints or on instagram at pixel pints pod where you can find out when we stream live every single weekend at twitch.tv slash pixel pints or go to the archive yes archived children archived on youtube and uh it also is on every uh podcast service around the globe feel free to check us out give us likes uh, comment we're more than happy um but with all the fellas here thanks for joining and as we always say on this show on that note we out oh taps or change the fans three hours minimum <laughs> <laughs> oh people actually oh taps only watched because he wanted to make sure we went three hours but we didn't yeah